Do the Right Film. My name's Thomas. My name is Sean. <clears throat> My name is Stephen. And we have a guest today. Uh, we're joined by Tappy. Hi, everybody. She is here filling in for Harvey. Harvey's not here today. She, what happened uh, to Harvey? Um, I took a spot. Oh, not really sure what happened to him. I don't think anything happened. I think Harvey's on a mini vacation to New Hampshire, right? Yeah, he doesn't have social media, what? so like we don't even know. Well, he's he, actually he has there. a Snapchat. Yeah, but does knows? anybody still use it? I don't use I don't. Snapchat, I but I deleted it. I uh, Pat showed me some snaps last night. Nice. Harvey's trip. I vaguely saw some things. Nice, nice. So okay. he is there. It's confirmed. He's there. He's alive. <laughs> he's with uh, white people. So he's good. I'll throw my hat he's, in a ring just in case if he doesn't come yeah. back. All right. Well, uh, so coming up on this episode, we have a review. We're doing a double review this week, okay? We watched two new releases as a group. We're going to be talking about them. Uh, we won't have a topic this week because I think those two movies are going to eat up some time. But we're going to be talking about Prayer Before Dawn and Spike Lee's Black Klansman or Black Klansman. As they might might pronounce it. That was really bad. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, other than that, um, we're going to talk about some stuff we watched during the week. How was everybody's week, speaking of weeks? Um, my week. Damn, I never remember what I did. That's the problem when you were born on Saturday. So, like, honestly, all right, so I have a quick question. So, when every time you say, like, nothing's new, it's the same old, it's not because nothing actually no, didn't happen. It's just you shit. completely forget. So, you yeah. just say, like, oh, nothing new. Yeah. So, this whole time, you could have had, like, a really exciting week for the yeah, last, like, like month. Yeah, like, gunfights and shit. Yeah. But I can't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, I'm good yeah, to I don't clear think, that up. I don't think, uh, the fuck did I do, dude? I can't remember at all. Worked. Yeah. I stopped by your job yesterday. Oh, yeah. yeah. Steve stopped by and gave me some free beer. So, that was I cool. I like doing that. It was, like, a Santa Claus kind I of I didn't get free beer, Steve. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's yeah, we should it's mention com- that Steve is stockpiling Kieran Ichiban. He's got about yeah. This week's sponsor, guys, brought to you by Kieran Ichiban. Un- involuntary <laughs> sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> we just no, happen no, to no. have a lot of their cases of beer sitting next to us. We didn't steal it, if that's what you're thinking. I mean, I didn't steal it, mm-hmm. but it was given to me. And you know, I guess this is this week's sponsor. Uh, I had a tagline, but I couldn't remember. I think it was something along the like, "If you're not knee." You're Ichi or something stupid like that. Oh, yeah. I don't understand that. Yeah. If you're well, not two, you're one. Or I don't know. It was, it was like I was workshopping it. We're still we're still figuring it out. Wait, don't worry. why? It's like, because I'm really know, trying to get them as a sponsor. And but if you don't know um, Japanese, nobody would know. All right, whatever. I actually just remembered this week. I was what? trying to think. <laughs> I, was trying, I was trying to go. Day, plan I was trying worked. to go, okay, Monday. What did I do? Tuesday, what did I do? But actually, this week was a chore fill week. I actually finally did laundry, which I haven't done in like a month. So that took up like a whole day. And then uh, did you call off of work? No, I just did it after work. But um, I I've also been writing a lot. I got back into writing, so I have a new plan. I'm actually writing a 90 page screenplay. Jesus Christ! Yeah, and that's my uh. That's a lot. That's my plan. I want to write a, a feature. Never did it in my life. Nice. Yeah. Is, is it titled yet? It's titled. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I, w- I always start with a title. Oh, do you? I know some people yeah. do afterwards sometimes. No. Yeah. Because the title is also, uh, it helps me comes up with like the plot points. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I've been doing that. Um, I've actually been forcing myself to write, not just writing out inspiration. Does it hurt sometimes though? It, you know what? I find that uh, if you force yourself to write, like actually open the laptop, uh, look at your script, 
you'll look at it and you just naturally like just dive into it because like okay I want to fix this and then 30 minutes later like shit I was working on a screenplay I so, get I, my attention span is way too small well, what happens to me is is I get um I hit a wall and then I start like trembling in fear really like I'm just like <laughs> like I start what? like I'm like like when you when you would just want to pull your hair out because you just literally like Tappy, next time he's like writing something, can you call me over because I would love to see this. Yeah, he's I like, never see his, him like, writing. He's in his den and he's just like not, pulling his hair. Yeah, it's, it's not. I don't mean literally, but like you know, just that feeling of just like I get super ang- anxious. That well, I, maybe you're not a writer. I'm not. You're not meant to be a writer. I'm not. It's okay. That's okay. It's I just okay. like. It's crazy though. I'm like so picky with my so writing. Why don't you do outline and do do outline? Yeah, but like I can never fill in the blanks, and I always say, "Oh, that won't work." And then well, the I go see a fucking Hollywood movie where they do some bullshit yeah. that's worse than my script, and then I'm like, "Wait, <laughs> yeah. I can do that," but then I don't want to. Well, the whole so. trick about outline, I'm sure you you know, but for anyone, it's workshopping the the sections of the film. Like you workshop it on your own, and like you say, "Okay, I can do this," right. but maybe that won't work with that section or this section. Well, that's what I do until I have no more options left. Oh. And basically what happens is I'll start with like an idea of a group of ideas and I'll try to shuffle them into a story. So that's what happens. Mm-hmm. Cool. And then they won't like piece together. They would j- they're they just random. And obviously right. there's no transition. How did this romantic ideas? comedy turn into a horror film? What, I, what, <laughs> I, what I've been doing lately, I've been starting from the, the end. So I'll start like with the end, like how I want like a movie, like say for example, a movie to end. Yeah. But then I have to like you have it's easier to come up with a way to get to that ending that you already created. So like this has that's to happen for this has for this I've, has to happen. That's kind of what I do. Um, but yeah, still still doesn't compute. I just think my ideas are just a little bit too ambitious to be. No man, together. don't limit yourself. I don't mean like they need to be like seriously reworked. And I I've heard your ideas. You have pretty good ideas. You know what? I believe. I believe it. And I think you should go into the cab, go into a cabin Man. in the woods, like most writers do, and how, bring how, a bottle of whiskey. How was your week, Steve? <laughs> I mean, it was okay. It was actually a lot of fun. Uh, so currently, we're on the slow season at my company. So that means you know not a lot of like projects coming in right yeah, now. I can tell you guys haven't hired me for anything. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I'm sorry about that. Maybe maybe we can scoop you in something. You know, Fashion Week is slowly upon us. I don't want your pity jobs. I mean, all right, then I guess you won't no. get any. Tappy, would I you d- like some jobs? No, I need <laughs> it. Yeah, I'm definitely. <laughs> I need it. I need it. Uh, no, but I guess the highlight of the week, I was, I, was, uh, I was just like working on a lot of cameras, working with the Alexa Mini and learning how to love it again. Uh, uh, also, Nobody shot a music video is. this Sunday or this past Sunday. So that was pretty fun. We went to this abandoned uh, tanker out in the city, not in the city, but like in Brooklyn. And it was like pretty fucking amazing. I had to be there like five in the morning and had to like crawl through a fucking fence and like go through all this that shit. That illegal. Oh, it was ma- oh, okay. it's super legal. Okay. Like okay. what we did was definitely illegal. So but it was it like was no permit or anything like no that? No permit. Just, okay. It was it was me uh, and this and it was basically a three-man team. So we had the the talent and then we had two shooters i was camera b and then the other guy was camera a and he was kind of leading the way in terms of like you know the direction of the the music video and he's the one who found the location on top of that this guy's he's he like knows like a lot of six spots where is it uh uptown or something like away from the city no no it was in brooklyn Brooklyn, yeah you can yeah it's and it's surprising where it's at 
and like no one will ever know like if if you didn't actually like go out and look for it but it's pretty sick like we had to go through like a lot of overgrown shrubbery and it reminded me a lot of annihilation like i was like walking through it it was like basically like grass overgrown and everything's like base like rusted and over the shimmer yeah basically exactly that (laughs) there was like a moment where i felt that it was just like it was just so eerie because it was so silent like being where we're at it was like really fucking quiet we're just like and then i got eaten alive by mosquitoes and those fuckers were huge uh but we got a lot of sick shots we uh i'm really excited about this music video maybe in two weeks we can have it up and i'll show you guys sounds good yeah yeah uh And also, I learned how to work a Super 16 camera, which is, like, something I thought I'll never learn how to do, which was pretty dope. Uh, we went to yeah, they're pretty easy to get a hold of these days, it seems. Yeah, like, a lot, of, a lot of people are, like, going back to shooting. I mean, I think it's always been a trend to shoot on film, but, like, lately I've been seeing a lot of, like, just, you know, up-and-comers instead of using digital. Like, people would learn on digital, and then they would, like, they're, like, fuck it, I want, really want to learn film. So, I mean, people obviously start with, like, Super 8 and then kind of go from there. But I actually got a whole, like, a Super 16 camera and, like, learned how to actually put film in it. And it was, like, it was one of the best, like, feelings loading it up. It felt like, if it was, like, so mechanical, like, you're, like, loading. I hate to compare it to a gun, but it, it felt exactly like, like you're loading the magazine up and it was just really technical. I, I, was, I dug it. So uh, That's cool. Yeah, it was a fun week. Got a lot, got to handle a lot of cameras, which is always a good nice. thing. Wow. Cool. Yeah. I don't know how to follow up to any of these. <laughs> I mean, what did you do? I did absolutely nothing. That's not true. I drove uh, a steady cam operator to the uh, to the airport. Oh yeah, you told me about this. And um, hey, he was going to Sweden. It was fun, easy. easy I remember job. this because that started a chat about traveling in the group the group yeah. text. Yeah, I did. I think. Yeah, you brought it upon us, and I was just like, we're all sitting at work, like fuck. None of us are traveling <laughs> right now. Other, yeah, other than eh, New Hampshire, I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's traveling. I know, but if I wanted to, I could like drive up there. Could you? Tomorrow. Could you? Yeah. Tomorrow? It's not that much gas. All it, right, man. It would cost, like, I can't wait till next week. I want to hear about like, traveling. If me and Tappy trip. put gas in the car, we split it. It would cost us like twelve bucks each. I want to hear about this New Hampshire trip. I'm not going to New Hampshire though, because I'm not. I'm going somewhere else. So, anyways, my week was pretty boring. I worked. I saw two celebrities this week. Funny enough, it was weird. I saw. I saw. I saw on um, fucking. I forgot her name. Katie Daniel. Holmes. Katie Holmes yeah. in the elevator because there's All a right. there's a spa that's right underneath it that's really like only known to a lot of celebrities. So they will always go to that spa because it's one of those floating spas right. that you float in the water. So I was walking out of the elevator for my job. And she was walking in. I had my head down. I looked up and she walked right past me. It was Katie Holmes. I was like, holy fucking shit. She, she is gorgeous. Did she look broken? She's so gorgeous in person. Really? God, she yeah. looks pretty. She's pretty I, I, I in mean, person. She's always like... She, I feel like because she, she doesn't uh, wear makeup. She's really natural. Yeah, yeah. I like that. So, yeah. She's a rejuvenated after Tom Cruise. <laughs> rejuvenated. Um, so I saw... <laughs> well, she was doing that spa. I saw a Jonas brother. The lesser known <laughs> one, I think. I saw uh, one of the Jonas Brothers as well. Which one? I saw Joe. Well, they're in the city I, promoting honestly, shit. You're saying these names, and I don't know who they are. Just Joe's, I think he's a short one. I don't know. The <laughs> shortest one. They all look the same. What are the names again? <laughs> Joe, Nick, and something else. Kevin. Kevin? Ke- what? There's a Kevin? I There's a no Kevin. Dude, the oldest so brother. Like, it's like the weirdest, like, because Joe and Nick kind of make sense, but, like, Kevin just seems he's like... He's the oldest. So, he, he's, like the, he's more the lesser known Jonas. I didn't see this. I didn't see Joe. I saw. So jo- you saw so, Nick. So Joe Jonas was with a, a girl, a fan yeah, girl. Yeah, I saw this guy. He was super buff. Yeah, and he was at. Central he's Park. he's he's getting married to um, Priyanka. 
Chopra. I don't know who that is. Priyanka She's, Chopra? Yeah. From Quantum? Yep. Wait, who? They're oh, engaged. Quantum? They're engaged. Quantum? Oh, you know what's crazy? They're engaged. You know what's yeah. crazy? I saw Quantico, him and, and like a few Wait, uh, months ago. Did you see? I the did old a one? No, I saw Nick, the okay. young one, I guess. Okay. And then I would say a couple months ago, maybe in January, I saw we did a video with her for my company. So I saw oh, really? both of them. Yeah. All right, well, I don't no. give a fuck about the Jonas Brothers, <laughs> and so I only—I would have never recognized them. But someone pointed him out, and her, his girlfriend had a baseball shirt that said Jonas on it, which I thought was weird. Um, <laughs> Represent. But I did see one last night that really another Jonas. No, 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 oh. a celebrity that I was like, "Fuck, come in!" Like I was at work, right? And um, I'm I'm chilling. It's pretty slow. I, <laughs> sidewalk. People watching, Marissa Tomei comes strolling up. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> it's Marissa Tomei. <laughs> oh, she's just lovely. Isn't she's she? just like the greatest. Like, she's like one of my favorite like female actresses. Like, he texted me that, and I was like, who? The wrestler. It's so weird that I would say everyone at work. Her last name sounds very Japanese, and yeah, I couldn't put two and two together with her face. I don't know. I've always known. I never who looked she up was. her name to be honest with you. But anyway, she um she did not come in as a patron, but uh. I did see her, and she's like, huh, it's hot as balls in here. Dude, for real. We out. <laughs> no, she, looked, she looked great, though. She's like, she was wearing like a sundress, just chilling with some dude. Really? That's my week. It's so Pretty weird how you run into random celebrities out here in like situations. In yeah, you never see them like, like you don't see them yeah. filming a TV show or like I have once, yeah. but like you usually see them in like the weirdest, like we saw a fucking... Orange is the New Black Girl, Taylor Schilling. Oh, yeah. I think the weirdest I've ever had was uh, going to a random concert of a very, very tiny Brooklyn-known band in, t- in a church at night. Oh, yeah. You saw and yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the lead this. singer, his mother, was fucking uh, Susan Sarandon. Didn't you? And she's sitting in yeah. front of us. I guess where you told it on this Yeah, we podcast. did. Which yeah. was the weird. That was probably the most did random celebrity sighting in my life. Did I ever tell you guys the awkward eye contact I made with Justin Timberlake? No. Yeah, you told us. You yeah. said it on the podcast. Yeah. 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 I think that's the most awkward celebrity <laughs> encounter I've had. Really? And, just then, like, and then you, you saw a racist one last week. Pretty pretty crazy. Yeah, it's just really just collecting. We should them. just turn this podcast into losers who spot celebrities <laughs> in New York City. I mean, I do that all the time. <laughs> I saw Jordan Peele. That's about it. Oh, that's, really? that's been cool. That's yeah, they shoot cool. the yeah. last OG next to her, uh, the hostel. So they yeah. always cool. walk around on the street. Anyone else have any more celebrity signings? I have Jeremy Pippen. Nah, no, no. Oh, we week. drank next to one of... Were you there what, that night we when we drank <laughs> next to... This should be the topic. <laughs> New York City celebrity signings. But uh, last one, um, one of the Zach and Cody brothers. Oh, cool. they're so big now. Yeah. Like, well, they're actually they famous, like more a, famous. They, the they brewery, like right? The brewery, yeah. yeah. But we, uh, we were drinking at uh, Crown Vic, I think yeah. it was. And I think that place is closed down now. Yeah, and he was sitting next to us. They're both of them were. Yeah, they both were. Yeah, 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 Dylan yeah. and Cole? Yeah. That's before they got back into the limelight. So yeah, that was but, weird. Um, Follow them both on Instagram. How was your week, Tappy? It's good. It just worked. How's yeah. it, how's it feel to be back on the podcast? Yeah, the last, last time, time you were here was um. It was just the two of you. It was you and Steve, and I, it was a disaster artist. Yeah. The, yeah. Oh, I thought you were gonna say the artist. episode was a disaster. I'm like, yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> what are you trying to say about my guest starring? No, I'm just saying that's how our podcast I usually know. rolls. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The disaster. Well, um, without further ado, let's get into movies. We've been been chit chatting a little. Well, while now, I feel like so. we're making like, up time. Honestly, it's a very relaxing podcast. This yeah, week. it's we're, rainy. We're, we're chilling. It's raining. Um, but hey, we are do the right film, and we're gonna talk about films. Who lost? Somebody lost. I lost, and I had to watch. I uh, I got wrecked. Just wait. What was oh, the, yeah. the name of the show? Get wrecked. Get wrecked. 
so fucking stupid. I hate it. I don't know. That sounds, yeah, see, right? that sounds like a title of a porn. I kind of like it. <laughs> I know you do. Look at you smiling <laughs> over there. <laughs> do you um, get it, Tabs? Yeah, I get it. Recommend. <laughs> Rec- I, I, I get the pun. I was so bad when I explained to you. <laughs> <laughs> you really looked over like you wanted, wanted really, to say, explain just say that no, to me. Yeah, just, just say explain, no. I don't, don't get it. Yeah, right. explain it. went over right over my head. It. Steve, what did you have to watch? I forgot. <laughs> I had to watch Good Dick. I don't even know what this is. Oh, I've seen this a uh, long okay. time ago. Uh, so, Good Dick. Harvey recommended this film. He actually been t- he's been telling me to watch this for a while, and I've just... I just I don't mean to ignore, but it's just like I don't know if I'm in the mood. Like I swipe over on Amazon, I'm like, do I want to watch this right now? And I ask him, I was like, is it is it funny? And he's just and he goes like, eh. and he walks away, and I'm like, well, that's not a fucking answer. I love that dude. <laughs> <laughs> not not Harvey. Oh no, <laughs> Jason Ritter. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, awesome. Yeah, he's he's such an interesting star because he's like. Like, people know who he is, but he's not, like, a fucking A-list celebrity. No, he's not, which is great. He's, like, it's so great. Like, he's, like, an A-list celebrity, but for indie films. Like, mm-hmm. if you watch indie films... You've seen Peter and Vanny, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, that, which was great. I yeah, it was great. Uh, so, let me talk about this film. Let me jump right into it. Uh, it's directed by Marina Palka. Hopefully, I'm pronouncing her last name right. And it's about a fidgety, wisecracking video store clerk that develops a fixation on a particular reclusive customer. Uh, that frequents his pornographic section, uh, the pornographic section of the video store Cinephile. Uh, so as the, as it said, uh, Jason Ritter plays the fidgety, wisecracking video store clerk. And instantly, I would say this much, instantly, I got like a wave of nostalgia hit me when I saw like people renting DVDs. And I'm like, oh man, the good old days. You like remember, card. remember that shit where you're like looking mm-hmm. up it's like yo is blockbuster about to close real quick and you like go like a late night run to go watch rent a movie or, or something? hollywood yeah. videos hollywood video yeah i forgot That's about a good that one. yeah we used to go like every weekend and like we'd we'd be in there for an hour yeah like you always s- it's like, like weird you spend so much time you're in only there. gonna you can't be there for though. like 20 minutes there's no sense you have to look That's through cra- everything that's crazy i would because i remember growing up i was just like renting a lot like especially with my parents i'm like three movies and my mom's like are you gonna watch all these i'm like trust me i will uh, but yeah, no, it was just like, no, it was just that instant wave of nostalgia. I'm like, dude, this movie like, is making me feel good so far. And then something happens, and it's with the main character. Uh, I would say most of my issues. I would say this: most of my issues with the story is with the story in particular, or maybe the main lead and the first act of the film. It's a little off-putting because as as we've been told, it's about a store like a this video store clerk who has a like obsession or a fixation with this woman that always frequents there and always rents pornographic films. So he kind of slowly starts stalking her, and it just like it bothers me because I'm like, this is a weird way to start a film, like especially since it describes itself as a romantic comedy, and I'm like. It's just like, I don't know where this movie's going so far because it really starts off because I thought it was just going to be this sweet story about these two people develop a connection through like film and like their like little small awkward interactions. But it it is very unconventional on its approach to, you know, like relationship dynamics between men and women and especially people who are damaged or have like a past. And I would say as the second act progress and the third act, I actually end up enjoying this film a lot more than I was expecting. Uh so we have like a really interesting cast. We have Martin Starr who's in this. Uh, we have Martin uh, Mark Weber, which I haven't seen him in like anything, like in recent memory. And then Tom Arnold out of nowhere, like I wasn't expecting that as well. 
Um, and I, I would say I'm I'm more positive than negative. Other than the first act, I would say I did enjoy the dynamic of uh, the director who sh- who actually stars in this as well. She plays the female lead. Uh, I j- enjoy their dynamic as the relationship progresses because it shows something a li- it shows something a little bit real and how and has a little bit of grit in terms of how couples interact, especially people who have gone through certain traumas. And it's it's weird because it presents itself as a romantic comedy, but it's not one in a traditional sense. Just because we have these people that throughout the course of the story you find found out like find out who they are, and and I and I would how would I I would say it didn't personally resonate with me to the point where I would say I love this film, but I did really enjoy it. I you would sound say conflicted. In the later. It's conflicting because it is like the first half is weird. Like it's just like it's kind of jarring, and I think it's supposed to make you uncomfortable. I like movies that make me uncomfortable. Yeah, and and there's like a lot of moments where in the movie, like, uh, I'm gonna, it's not a spoiler, but there's one particular scene where she's like, basically yelling at him, mm-hmm. and like basically bel- trying to belittle him and make him go away, but he has this obsession or fixation with her that he's just like, he's like, oh, I don't care, I love you, like he's just like kind of like dealing with it, but it makes you uncomfortable because he's going through this very kind of like, like verbal abuse, mm-hmm. but then on the flip side, like the relationship they started was like kind of like a false one because he kind of started stalking her in a way. And it's just like, it's just their, that little dynamic just makes things kind of like cringeworthy and awkward. But I think it's supposed to be that way for the characters. And I think that's why it makes it a little bit more endearing in the end when they, uh, as their like story or their, their love story progresses. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend this to a lot of people. I would recommend it to maybe you guys, to be honest, like Sean, you've already seen this, right? Yeah. It's been a very long time. How I've did you feel about it? it? Uh, I remember enjoying this movie because, um, I don't know, for me it was odd because I watched it actually when I was like probably like 19 or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and it, it was at a time where I was watching or getting through uh, most of uh, Jason Ritter's catalog because I was pretty hot on him. <laughs> Not physically, just because I thought like he was like the fucking... He's like, a good looking guy. No. Well, yeah, he's a good looking guy, but I think like he's a really good actor. And uh, I think he's he just has really good uh, charm. He does in this movie. He kind of you, you see a little bit of that in in the way they they interact. So I uh-huh. would agree. Like he has he definitely. And it reminds what uh, besides the humor, it reminds you a bit of um, the altercations and and uh, interactions of like uh, I don't know if you've seen Eagle vs Shark. Yeah, uh, it reminds you of that where it's kind of like these two offbeat characters forcefully trying to be in this like romantic yeah genre. Well, well, I would say it's a little different from that just because they both are in it, but yeah. with this one in particular, it seems like Yeah, there's 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 a different somebody's dynamic. pushing somebody away constantly. Yeah, someone's yeah. like But I pushing I did so enjoy hard. the movie because it was so for me it was weird. But now I feel like it's not that odd. Yeah, it's I think for a first time view and not knowing what to expect, especially not watching the trailer, I just jumped right in and, and I was just like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I was expecting more of a traditional indie rom- like rom com. Right. And what I got was something a little bit different it kind of subverts your ideas of what the genre could be and i uh i still definitely enjoyed it i i, I would give this a recommendation to people who enjoy like mm-hmm. romantic comedies but like indie like it's something different you, you, you know if you like traditional blockbusters you know the ones you kind of see in theaters all the time like you know boy meets girl 27 dresses and yeah like shit like that like i mean don't get me wrong i like 27 dresses but <laughs> like, <laughs> but you know, it's it's something I wouldn't recommend to a lot of mainstream. I feel like you should definitely uh, 
you, you definitely have to have like yeah you have to like film i guess i hate to say it like that because it sounds so fucking pretentious but you have to enjoy the medium outside of the typical blockbusters you really have to enjoy like maybe indie films and or typical indie dramas to really get a hold of this so thank you harvey wherever you might be hopefully you hear this i enjoyed it does he listen when he's not on oh uh, i mean i don't I so don't. i'm assuming okay. he doesn't you don't i mean it depends that's kind of rude it, it honestly really depends because sometimes I really want to like. Let's say, uh, oh God, well, if if it's a good topic, then I'll listen. Like you know, and I want to get your, your <sighs> hot for takes, the, the support. Hey man, all right, cool. You watch anything else? Did you rate it? I don't rate movies here. Oh, all right. You gotta rate it. All right, I'll give it a light three out, out of em. five. <laughs> Ever since we got listeners complaining that Steve made fuck Steve's rating system. Who? What listeners? We uh, have a listener. A. <laughs> who complained about it? Yeah, one listener that we know of complained about it. But yeah, all right. Well, who? Uh, who wants to go next? Uh, well, I I think I only watched one movie. Oh, that's <sighs> rare. That's Did rare. Did I? I don't know. Well, well, I only talk about one. I can't remember to be honest. But um. Damn, I can't remember. What, oh, oh, so I did Man, watch. Your week is a blur. <laughs> I can't remember <laughs> shit. I did. I I did watch um, First Reformed. No, I wanted Man. to see. Ooh, I've been this. wanting to watch that for a while. Yeah, so it came to Amazon, so I had to check it out. Chill. Did it really? Yeah, it's been oh. on Amazon for a week. Prime? Uh, not for free to rent. Wow. So How much is that bad boy? Uh, I think you could probably get it for five bucks. It's worth it. That's not bad. It's worth it. Oh man! At least it's Spoilers. not for buy, huh? Uh, who buys a digital movie? Some people do. <laughs> My That's dad weird. did. I'm thinking about it. To start a digital catalog? Yeah. So, But uh, okay, Paul uh, Paul Schrader wrote and directed this movie. I think m- most people know who he is. He's a very veteran, weathered writer, director. <laughs> He's been through shit. I would say so. He's worked with many great uh, directors, uh, most prominently Scorsese. He wrote uh, the final, first and final draft of um, Taxi Driver. Which uh, Scorsese went on to direct and became a masterpiece. Still stands to this day as one of like the best neo um, noirs of its time, in my opinion as well. Uh, so with that, you do in first reform. Ethan Hawke plays a reverend who works at this, I would say, tourist church in upstate New York. And across the street, there's a very, um, I guess, their mother church, which is this giant church that does um these great these grand congregations over the weekend where uh ethan hawk's church is just this small dwindling church that he's just running on his own really and the the film really just deals with ethan hawk's character going through some sort of uh i guess spiritual questions in his life because of the people he's speaking to it almost seems that paul schrader wrote his character to be purposely confusing because uh there's really no revelations in terms of his character there's some odd twists and turns with him especially what happens with him in the third act there are some similarities with his character uh compared to travis bickle who from taxi driver they do have these dark undertones conversations with people where you you find them to be a bit sadistic it's hard to describe paul Strader always writes his characters like like in in this way, I find. Um, I don't know. There's a there's a lot of weird things about his character that's hard to say without ruining what happens ultimately in the end. And so I don't want to give too much away. 
there's a natural build-up with conversation. Most of the film is just dialogue and conversation with Ethan Hawke's character, with um, uh, what's his name, Cedric the Entertainer, and also um, Amanda Seyfried. Uh, the the movie doesn't really develop any of those characters around Ethan Hawke. We really just get a character study of Ethan Hawke. There's something that happens in the end that is so odd and so profound. It was it was a bit hard for me to really judge if I liked it or if I loved it. It's very hard to say. I think you guys are gonna have to watch this movie and come back to me with it. It's it's a very strange movie. It really is. We we've tried to watch it multiple times, but oh, yeah, in theaters. I, I, yeah, yeah, I tried. It's just something about that movie is elusive. Yeah, it's like, like it's like it will play in one theater one week. Yeah, and then it'll be like well, now you can th- get it at home. Yeah, so yeah, now you, you have can. no excuse. But be, I feel like I feel like it would be so good to watch this in theater. But like I said, I think Paul Schrader wrote the wrote his character be purposely co- confusing and puzzling. But the story is compelling. The you could with this movie especially, you could see and listen to how seasoned of a writer Paul Schrader is. Just the dialogue is so smart and so witty, and he does a good job at making you think that this story had to be told about a minister. The story doesn't really have um, much weight in terms of uh, risk or stakes. But with the character going through this uh, shift in his life, you're, you buy into it. You want to see where he ultimately ends up. And where he ends up, um, it's uh, it's odd. There is, a, there is a moment in this movie that I really did enjoy. It's a very psychedelic moment that took me by surprise. And I, I thought it worked for me. In reviews, I do see people confused by it, but I think it breaks the film up pretty uh, nicely. And I would say this is probably one of, if not Ethan Hawke's best performance ever. Uh, you could just see in this movie especially how good he is at convincing the audience that he is this character. And that's uh, I think that's a true talent for any actor, especially playing somebody you've never seen him play before. I don't know. It's a very good movie. I do enjoy it. My girlfriend wasn't too hot on it, which I do understand. I, I would say this movie is definitely not for everybody at all. It's a very small... I would say maybe just fans of False Raider, to be honest. Damn. Not what for about everyone. fans of Ethan Hawke? Uh, yeah, maybe fans of Ethan Hawke. But it's definitely a story that is odd. It's a very odd story. But I do enjoy it. I do like stories like this. I will, I will say that people... It's a very divisive film. Uh, so recommend. I would recommend. I would recommend it to you guys, maybe. To to us specifically. This yeah. Table, even but. so, I don't know. Um, I I enjoyed it. I gave it a four out of five. I know Harvey. That's gave pretty it. good. Yeah, I know Harvey liked it as well. I think he gave it like a five out a of five. Five or something. No, he. I saw he gave it a four and a half. Okay. That's still pretty damn good. I I would say most of my criticism comes with the character shift towards the third act, but there are some really good moments in this movie that. Did, uh, did you mind the aspect ratio at all? Uh, I think it looks good. Yeah. Not just the aspect ratio. The cinematography is amazing. It, it tells the story. It goes hand in hand with how the story is told. Nice. It's great. Don't um, don't want to you. The four three aspect ratio is just so they don't have to light as much of the room. They save <laughs> money. Well, this just movie kidding. is just, just overall kidding. darkly lit. Naturally, there's a lot of natural light in it. It, it looks, looks foggy. Like it yeah. always looks foggy. It's, even everything's from the pretty. Trailer. Yeah, everything <laughs> in every scene, every set is pretty de- decrepit. Yeah. Especially the town. I don't know what town it is, but it's like somewhere upstate that just looks so like broken down. Broken down and dirty. But uh, yeah, I would recommend it. Four out of five, I guess. Yeah, four out of five is good. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say it's a perfect movie. That's what I'm trying to get at. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
but uh but, it is, but you it's, still it's there's enough elements in the film that you yeah. enjoyed it and you still will give it a strong recommendation to yes. film lovers so in just general. to be warm it is a dialogue heavy movie so it's just the characters speaking throughout the whole movie and it does have moments of shock that uh, uh may or may not what's the runtime on this baby i think it's like one just an hour and 30 <sighs> it's not too long spot that's pretty good. Yeah. Damn. I thought it was gonna be like two hours, like on the. Yeah. Dot. When 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 I I don't know why, but when I hear the word dialogue heavy film, I expect it to be a little bit longer for some right. reason. Right. <laughs> I have this weird. I don't know why it sh- it doesn't make any sense. Like it shouldn't, but for some reason I just picture like a longer movie. Mm-hmm. I think I think this movie is a an culmination of, of every character that Paul Schrader has ever written, especially Travis Bickle in uh, Taxi Driver. It's as if he took Travis Bickle and made him a Reverend. Mm. You know this the the that. Re- that reference you're making, I've been hearing a lot to uh, a lot of reviews. So yeah. I'm definitely interested. I've been trying to see. It's just been very tricky in the city. Like, it's just, like I said, like well, one Well, no, week. it's out of theaters, but you can watch it, like I said, at home. Yeah. So. so, I mean, now I can rent it. So there's yeah. no excuse. Mm-hmm. Me and Tom, we have to see it. Watch party. Uh, Taps, movie night tonight? Okay, sure. Oh, wow, I'm right here. You, don't you can invite. come. You can come, I guess. Oh, I, I got fine. tomato soup waiting for you. Damn, <laughs> he's like, you can sit outside, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> through the window. Watch, look through the window. Can't All right, it. cool. Uh, so I guess we'll save the guests for last. Um, go I'll go. I'll go next. I'm going to be very brief here. I really didn't watch anything. Well, I, I, let me rephrase. I watched a one part of a two part movie, and uh, oh, I'm excited. Nah. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know what movie. So, so I watched um, Deadly Hollows. I have no idea why, but I guess I just felt the urge. Oh, I did watch another movie. To watch I'll come a, back around. <laughs> to watch a Nymphomaniac. Ooh. He's never watched it. Oh man, At I've all. seen I've seen like one scene. I've you watched it when I watched it. Yeah, what just scene? That one scene? A uh, train scene. The train oh, scene. Train yeah. scene's great. It's so Nymphomaniac. It's a two part movie from uh, written and directed by Lars von Trier. Um, self the synopsis is a self diagnosed nymphomaniac recounts her erotic experiences to the man who saved her after a beating. Um, so the movie is just presented like this. It's this man, he, he saves her from an alleyway, brings her into his home, and it's kind of just like, oh, what's your story? And she starts to tell, like, what led you to this point? And she's like, well, if I'm going to tell you my story, I have to tell you starting from here. And um, and it, it's kind of, I'm going to say right off the bat, I didn't really enjoy the storytelling in this movie at all. And I think it really takes away from the the whole movie and the impact of the movie. Now, this movie has a ton of great scenes, but overall, I don't think I love this movie that much. Um, there's, there's like one particular scene that stands out involving three children that, that was very, very good. And I have not watched the second one because the, the first one did not compel me to watch the second one that much. And I think what it comes down to is just, I think he, Lars von Schreer's exploring some ideas here but i don't think he's making characters that are relatable at all you know yeah and and like just the way that they present themselves and like the way that the story's told like i just don't give a shit and i think that's a problem and um yeah i mean yeah it's 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 a little edgy i wouldn't say it's that edgy like there's sex scenes but none of it's like anything crazy like so a lot of them are really boring like oh i'm just being honest like the nymph- <laughs> she's a nymphomaniac but like it's just seems so like, 
<laughs> it like, just I've seems, seen crazier shit. <laughs> no, but I mean, come on. You, we all have. We've all done crazier shit. Like, as mo- well, I don't We've know. all done crazier shit. I mean, have you seen? You remember this movie, yeah. right? The yeah. sex scenes are literally just like Wait her. Part two comes part, up. That's what I'm telling part you. Two part two is in more, a little bit more. I know. Intense. There's a lot of like awkward moments in part two, though. The there's this threesome the two, that happens. Yeah, the, the yeah. Oh, dude, that shit was awkward as fuck. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it. I just didn't <laughs> that one like, made me cringe a little. I just didn't get the, get the time or felt like watching it. Um, but yeah, I guess like the boring sex scenes kind of allude to. Um, I mean, they're they're you know exploited sex scenes they're not like hidden but like what they're doing is not like anything interesting it's just like she's just getting banged by this guy <laughs> and she's not even really interested in it besides the fact that she's just addicted to, to sex you know um but i think that fits her character i guess that she's so desensitized from sex and and just i don't know it fits but something about the overall storytelling didn't uh hit home for me um, but I think there's a lot of good stuff in the movie, and I think I'm gonna I'm just gonna give it a chance for part two if it could like sum it up um, to make all of it like more worthwhile, and maybe I'll even re-rate the first one, right? You know, like if you want if you weren't a big fan of part one, I'm gonna be honest with you. I like I don't know if you're gonna like part two as much. For me, I like part one a lot, or I enjoyed I enjoyed it. It seems like I enjoyed it more than you did. So like part two was easy for me to watch, but it still wasn't. But I would say the first part for me, I liked more than I did the second. Uh, I'm just not a huge fan of the way that they're recalling the story and how yeah, he keeps that's, making that, that, the that fly fishing references. I'm just I don't, I don't mind that. Real. That doesn't bother me. It what bothers feel real to me, you know? Oh no, most definitely. It's it's a narrative choice. I mean, I I would say the one thing that would I would say annoy me or I would have to complain. I would say is that the tried and true method of like, let's start from the beginning. And like the story starts fucking twenty years ago, and it's just like it's like why you just don't start the story from there? But I understand what you're saying. Like I get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it's, I mean, I don't know. I say I say give it a shot if you want, but if if you didn't feel the first part, I don't think you should waste your time. I mean, you know, I'll give it a shot. If the sex scenes are more interesting, and in, in the second one, I don't do I don't watch the stuff as if it's porn. But I'm saying is like I like to see directors break boundaries like that and do crazy shit. Now the trivia for this movie is great. I just want to read one, and um, I don't know if you guys have read this. I'm sure you may have heard it. This way, what? I want to hear this. Uh, I'm gonna, uh, <laughs> all right, here it goes. Uh, Shia LaBeouf was asked to send pictures of his penis in order to obtain his role. He subsequently decided to send in a personal sex tape of him and his girlfriend having sex in order to convince Lars Van Trier <laughs> to cast him. <laughs> He's God, like, you want man, a penis? This is Hell no. I love fucking Shia LaBeouf so much. We need to track down the sex tape. I want to see yeah, this. Come on, Lars, leak that shit. <laughs> that is amazing. Does he still have it? I want. Does he still have it? Also, so another another quick um, trivia: banned in Turkey. I don't yeah, know I know that. This was a big controversy when this film came out. Why? Is it ban- banned in Turkey? Uh, a lot of films are banned in Turkey. Mm, interesting. Yeah. I guess you just can't make edgy films in Turkey. Yeah. Imagine living in a country like that. Oh. God bless America. Yeah. Uh, that might come up later. Yeah, uh, yeah. That, that's it for me. To be honest with you, I don't really. Uh, yeah, I didn't have a lot of time. I did watch the two movies, so I mean, there's that. Cool. Yeah. At least you watch those two. The two, the double, the future. Yeah, the double future. Give me a break. All right, Taps. What did you watch? 
I actually had a lot of time on my hands, so I watched like, quite a few movies. All but right. I didn't know I was going to be on this podcast, to be honest with you. I just watched I it because of the sake of watching like it. like one or two worthy I just, ones. I just, I watched. You know what? You pick as many as you want. No, I just, whoa, I run whoa, it off whoa. and just we'll like. We'll fix it in post. Oh, <laughs> fix it. Yeah, Tom will fix it in post. <laughs> I cut all that shit out. Um, so I just run it down. It was only three. I watched Extin- Extinction. Um, I feel Michael like that's, Pena. Michael Pena. I feel like that's Pena. worth talking about. And then, which I think I might talk about. And then I watched a documentary, Beware the Slender Man. I've never watched it. Oh yeah, good documentary. No, Steve already talked about this shit. But I didn't. I'm not gonna talk about it. So, but it's a good one. I was really interested because I know the the movie's coming out, and I never watched the documentary, but I know the news behind it. So, I watched it. And then the third one was a Kurosawa movie, um, Before We Vanish, um, which was a very interesting watch. I've never seen this one. Yeah, it's on Hulu actually. Is it? Oh. Yeah, you might like it. Um, I love him. Yeah, it was a um different take from what I think he. It, it feels like a little bit more muted, but it's kind of like he asks like really existential questions in this whole alien invasion kind of movie. Uh-huh. So it's like it kind of probes like what human beings are and aliens trying to learn about human beings before they invade the planet. Pretty much right. the whole premise of the movie. Have That's you ever seen his samurai movies? I've never seen it. No. No, they're yeah. right. Yeah, I heard it. This is his more diluted movie for him about how Kurosawa is. Uh-huh. So they say it was like more of his diluted version of it, oh, like cool. watered down, but it's still him. The, the violence violence in this movie is pretty good. There was like a little girl shooting people. It was amazing. But anyways, I watched Extinction, which is a Netflix original with Michael Pena being the leading role, which I'm is very rare. I'm seeing this tonight. Um, I was excited because I've heard great things about the twist. I, wait, can There's I stop a twist you right there. there? Yeah. I believe we're, this is a different Kurosawa. No, yeah, it's a different Kurosawa. No, the one that made Cure. Sorry. All right, because yeah. Kurosawa is no, like, no, 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 no. He's like the Kira, Kurosawa. Yeah, I, yeah that's no, no, no. You're talking about no, 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 no. The no. one that made the cure. You're oh, okay. The one that Kurosawa. That, because that Kurosawa is like Martin Scorsese. No, 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 no. no yeah. This is Kiyoshi Kurosawa. Sorry, oh. I should have said that in the beginning. Should have started with that. Sorry, first my name. bad. Kiyoshi Kurosawa. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't have named Kurosawa. Power. Your chair is right next to it. Sorry, guys. We have to do some editing. No, we're good. Okay. So it was Kiyoshi Kurosawa, sorry. He was the one that made the cure and the horror. He's like kind of like the, um, I guess, the one who brought a lot of horror from Japan. Not very, but pioneered it from Japanese directors or whatever from back in the 90s, early 90s. Um, it's good. I liked it. Um, but I what, watched it. What, what about this new Netflix joint everyone's talking about? Okay, so. Everyone's I've, talking about this? <laughs> So this is like my second alien invasion bit. movie. I've been like on this sci- sci-fi kick. So when I turned it on, it kept coming on Netflix every time I flipped through. So I decided to watch it. And Michael Pena was really, the fact that he was being a leading role was really interesting with his co-star Lizzie Chaplin. Kaplan. Kaplan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the whole movie, we're getting a lot of flashbacks of him, um, which makes us ask a lot of questions. Now, it's only the first, like, 15, 20 minutes of the movie, and then the rest of the movie is just him and his family, um, family life, which, to me, kind of, it kind of dragged on a little bit more than it should, because you forget about the questions you were asking in the beginning, and there was a lot of, like, him, like, it was either foreshadowing or, like, things, but we don't know if it was foreshadowing or not. We don't know. And then um, it just dragged on a little bit more in the middle than I wanted it to, and I got kind of bored, and I felt... And you should never feel bored in a movie. Exactly, <laughs> especially doing an alien invasion sci-fi movie, right? No, you shouldn't. So I was a little, I was a little bored, and then the twist happens. You know, everything kind of came back, but when when the twist happened, it wasn't as effective as it should have been because of the long, drawled-out middle part. 
which made me a little sad because the concept of the entire movie was, I think it was an amazing concept and it was just poorly, poorly executed, in my opinion. It's just my opinion with the whole movie. And I, I kind of want to watch this, but, you know, it's just, I'm but tired of, like, Netflix pumping these movies. I, I just feel like Netflix is just good pumping. concepts. They yeah. make great concepts. It's I, just that... I, but sometimes it doesn't translate well because it's like someone can easily come up to you and be like, oh, I have an idea for a movie. And you'd be like, oh, man, that sounds crazy. That sounds so good. And then, you know, during the process of, like, actually filming, making sure everything's like, that's just probably just doesn't translate well. Like, anything yeah. could be a good idea yeah. when you talk about it. But, like, like actually like executing it is a different story. Yeah. So it's that's kind of a bummer. I feel like Netflix just is like is there in the like this the planning phase. We're like great, yeah. Do we need to do and then <laughs> and then feel bad for Michael Pena and his leading role that I've never seen him in. It's He's yeah. In and I mean, I think they just underutilized his acting, and I just I I don't know. It was kind of like sad because the whole thing, the sci-fi on um, the um sci-fi, the um CGI and everything looks amazing. The whole story of how, like, oh, I can't even say the whole story because it would just give away the twist. But that, you say it off air. I don't care. Yeah, but it's just, I don't know. I think you should check it out, make your own opinion about it. But to me, it was disappointing because I expected a lot more from the what I heard about the concept and the whole movie. I thought it was really interesting. So I was overall, you know, disappointing to me, which was kind of sad because I really liked the whole thing. If you thought about it in pieces, the thing about this movie is like, if you take everything out in pieces and put it out on the table. You'd be like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. They put it together. It should work. Didn't work. You're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. That's what I thought about <laughs> afterwards. I was like, why didn't it work? In parts, why? Like, yeah, like there's certain aspects of certain scenes or certain elements. You're yeah. like, man, this could have been so fucking cool. Great. Just and that middle like, part just dragged on. Just just too much. The kids were fucking annoying and they just made it worse. <sighs> I'm oh just saying God. the kids were fucking annoying. They should have just like, I was just, they didn't. What are you trying to say? You should've, they they should have got killed off in the beginning. <laughs> Get rid of them. Fuck them. It was annoying. It was no... I mean, I, I get it. The attitude story. But, you know, just check it out. Hey, it's a story. And I read, a, I read a lot of reviews on it's it. Michael that Pena funny? Like, no, he's just not funny in this Well, one. I don't want to watch it. <laughs> he's pigeonholed. Uh, it could have worked. But I read a lot of reviews that kind of echoed that. So I was like, okay, I'm not crazy for thinking it. So... Yeah. But I, I, love, get, I love reading reviews that are just completely counter to what I think of a movie. There's some people who I really love loved it. Like a four star. I was like, four star. I read it and I'm like, nah. So this was trash? Yeah, to me. Okay. Or shit. Yeah. Sean, Sean drinks shit, the beer, right? smiles like, like, I don't yeah. think it's horse shit. <laughs> no, I'm smiling because I canceled my Netflix a couple really? weeks ago. Uh, huh? Nah, it's not worth it, to be honest. I mean, it's not horse horse shit, but it's like, it's a, it's nice to watch it. It's but like then, vegan horse shit. But then it's you watch real. it and you're like, oh. It's disappointing. Why did I do that? There goes our, there goes our, there goes our <laughs> to listener To be honest, base. though, no, most of it. Netflix original uh, releases are trash. Yeah. In my experience. It reminded me of, what's that, what's that movie they came out with that was a good concept? What's this, what's this thing? The, the Discovery? Discovery? Yes. Good concept. Bad execution. Same same thing. Word. Yeah. Okay. Shorty, got one more before we move on? I'll briefly say that I watch Along for the Ride, which is a documentary. So, yeah. Along for the Ride is a documentary that chronicles the life of one of my favorite actors and probably the most underrated actor in Hollywood's history. All right, who is this guy? Will, uh, drum roll. Drum roll. Do, 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 do. <laughs> um, Dennis Hopper. Okay. So uh, <laughs> Dennis Hopper has a pretty... You needed a drum roll? I think so. Dennis Hopper has a pretty um, 
interest in history in Hollywood. He was actually blacklisted for the majority of his career due to him uh, going against the studio heads at the time when he was releasing his second feature, um, which was called, ironically, The Last Movie, which was about a production of a film somewhere, I think, in Peru. Uh, the studio heads wanted him to change the ending because they didn't see see it fit in for what the story was. He didn't want to change it at all, so... He put his foot down and they blacklisted him. He didn't work. He didn't really work on a major studio film for like 20 years, 20 or 30 years, something like that. He was doing a lot of like outside of Hollywood projects, indie stuff, stuff in um, Australia. That's heartbreaking. Yeah. But the documentary is actually, it's told through the eyes um, of his uh, best friend throughout his career. Kind of like best friend slash assistant slash uh, curator in a way, uh, an agent. So, the documentary kind of starts off with him uh, just getting out of um, the uh, the success of Easy Rider, which is actually one of my favorite indie. It's actually, Easy Rider is famous because it's the most successful independent feature of all time uh, in terms of how it was budgeted and the money it made in overall. And Easy Rider is a really good film, actually. I, after watching this documentary, I'm pretty sure most people here haven't seen it. So I'm actually gonna recommend or recommend Easy Rider. I've yeah. seen it. Oh, you've I've seen it. Seen yeah. Okay. Ray, my friend Ray, his dad had like really? okay. always talked about it. Made us watch it. Cool. So it's very psychedelic towards the end. Yeah, of it. I really like Easy Rider. I like Dennis Hopper. I think that character he that character is him as a person from the documentary. That's what I've learned. Uh, I think that he's a very he's kind of a genius. But the, but, but the world never really got to see this because he was blacklisted for so long. Um, but the documentary does a good job of like explaining what happened throughout those years that he didn't really work in films and the type of person he was and how great of a method actor he was because he was a method actor. Um, but uh, it's just unfortunate that he never really got to do the pictures that he could have been in and he wasn't able to make movies on his own again because of what happened in the 70s. That's wild, man. I think it's such like... Like, I feel like if you're going to blacklist someone, you should blacklist them for a fucking reason. Yeah. Like a real, like, reason. Well, you also got to look at Hollywood in that time. It was yeah. a very secluded environment. You know, industry. Great about, like you know what's great about today? What? It wouldn't matter. You can't get blacklisted today. Yeah. Right. I mean, I feel like you could. I mean, no, what I'm saying is, like, you yeah. could fucking kickstart your own goddamn movie. Right? Yeah. There's no I mean, look at, look look at, at what's... Justin Chan. Justin yeah. Chan did it with yeah. just, like... I was gonna ret- I was gonna mention someone who is just not a good director at well, all. Bl- well, blacklisted really comes oh, from the, the Hollywood <laughs> industry. If you're block- blacklisted in Hollywood, you're not gonna really uh, be in any major studio production because everyone's. But not only that, it. you're not gonna have like access to a lot of tools exactly. to make. For example, film. the most notorious uh, modern day blacklisted actor is. Do you guys know? Just Kevin you have Spacey. To guess. No. Well, the, I would say <laughs> yeah. he's probably blacklisted now yeah, wait, due b- to wait, events. Wait, blacklisted based on what? Based on their personality. Like as, as of recently? Uh, Probably 10 years ago, I would say. Oh, 10 years ago. He's a very notorious blacklisted person, but it's Mel Gibson. Oh, oh right, right, right. right. Yeah. So you haven't really seen Mel Gibson movies. Like, they, he used to pump them out, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because of what happened with him. And right. So that... But that's a different way. That's a different reason why he got blacklisted. Yeah, he right. didn't get blacklisted for not agreeing with studios. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I would say uh, another one is um, I can never remember his name. Sounds like a good topic. You the guys. director of the last um, yeah. f- Fast and uh, Fantastic Four. Don't remember him. Oh, James Gunn. No. Not James that's Gunn. Guardians. It's He's uh, blacklisted. This guy had a prominent career. He did Chronicles. People loved it. 
he had a shot to do uh, Fantastic Four, but it came out trash because I talk he, about this guy all the time. He talks shit about the studio, and he hasn't worked since. And that was what like four years ago. Um, but yeah, so I did a lot of research on like blacklisted actors and directors, and you know Hollywood has a history of just blacklisting people for odd reasons, and it doesn't really happen as much as it used to. Because, like you, sh- you said, Shomo, there is a lot of outlets now because of um, just the way the industry has sh- shifted. But, uh, yeah, Dennis Hopper, he's a great actor. He did, uh, he was in... Josh Trank. Josh Trank, yes, yeah. yes. So, Dennis Hopper is best known for Easy Rider. And he also did uh, a couple of the films alongside of um, James Dean, Giant, and Rebel Without a Cause. But uh, the world doesn't really know Dennis Hopper as well as they should have, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, it was a good documentary. It's a good watch. I think it's told very beautifully, and I liked it a lot. And I want to watch more Dennis Hopper movies now. I've actually never seen the last movie, so I want to check that out. Word. Yeah. Josh I'd like Trank. To, I'd like. Yeah, I just said that. Where were you? Wow. <laughs> You're still Steve, looking for really- <laughs> That's kind of hilarious. Yeah. To you're like a to. minute late. I can't wait to oh, really? re-listen Yeah, you're like a that. minute oh, late. Oh, because I was like looking through. I was like, Josh so, Frank, right? I do want to revisit Easy Rider. I think that's a, a one that, what year I'll is it? Like it 60 something? It's it's like, yeah, six or like 71 or two. Like, I don't easy, know. It was color too, right? It was color. Yeah. I, I liked Easy Rider when I watched Me it. Me too. I like it a lot. Um, Yeah, so that's all I got. We should move on, huh? Yeah, let's move on. You guys want to do prayer first? Oh, yes. no, no, man. We've got some more movies to talk about. Are you serious? I mean... No. Okay. I mean, I do have more movies, but oh, we can just skip what it. Do you, what do you want to talk about? No, I thought you were it's done. not worthwhile. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll, just I'll, just name drop. Just something? at least name drop. I'll trust uh, you. Just uh, name, yeah. Mission Impossible. Rewatch it. I'm going to do first it. one? I'm, yeah, I'm going to do what Tom is going to do. I still Rewatch haven't all. made it the second I'm one. I'm watching the second one tomorrow. I made it like a plan. Like, right, I'll, I have I'll to watch it this week. Uh, you ain't going to watch it this week. Dude, I have to watch because I really want to revisit these. It still holds up. It's great. I think the worst part of that movie is the last act, that final fucking scene with the helicopter. It's fucking ridiculous. Ridiculous because the majority of that movie is so grounded, and then you reach that final scene in Mission the Impossible, CGI. the CGI helicopter shit. Yeah, and I could tell you right now that was definitely studio meddling. They were like, "It's like it has to be more of an action ending. Yeah. It has to be more. It has to be explosions." Tacked it on, and Brian De Palma was like, "Okay, like fuck, I don't want <laughs> to get blacklisted." Yeah. So it's like he just gave them what they wanted. Uh, and then the other one I really don't want to mention because you make fun of me, so I'll leave it at that. I sure? let, let me make fun of you. Uh, <laughs> What? What is it? Dude, I really can't talk about it. It's say so it. bad. You got to say it now. Uh, <laughs> Do it. Drive me crazy. <laughs> what? <laughs> Damn. Wait, wait. Throwback. What's Sabrina? What's her name? Melissa Joan Hart? Yeah. I rewatched that like Did a you month ago. You said it was on Hulu. I rewatched <laughs> it. So it's so weird. fucking bad. It's so I, bad. I so that, fucking bad. That uh, line where he's like, so who are we trying to make jealous? And he's like, everyone. <laughs> everyone, yeah. <laughs> not a bad one. Not a bad one. <laughs> Dude, it's so it's fucking so corny. Right. Well, we're not gonna. But we're not. That yeah, we're not talking about. Did you watch the whole thing? You, you know, it's Fuck another yeah. good one. You should watch. You've probably seen it, but it's a classic. Can't hardly wait. I, I have actually. I don't think I've watched that. Really? Check that out. Check that shit out. Check that shit. Nah, that's just rom com corner. Rom com corner. Oh yeah, right. one more. Damn, you uh, ever seen you Can't Hardly Wait? Jesus, yeah. Jesus, you watch uh, a lot of movies. Yeah, I watched. I watched like three movies today. It's crazy. Shit. Uh, I watched Pocahontas like unintentionally. Nice. That's racist. How is it? What? I don't know. It's always. All right. <laughs> it's a beautiful movie. There's, there's race involved there. Did you cry? Yeah. Uh, my favorite parts of the movie were the songs were. Which song? Uh, Colors of the Wind was nice. great. That's like, a you great never song. get tired of that. No, it's beautiful. Never. It's a great beautiful song. animation. Beautiful colors. I like around the river, Ben. Yeah, that's a great that's one. That's a great uh, song. And my other favorite part <laughs> is when the the Native Americans. Oh, dog call, on Disney. My favorite part is when the Native Americans would call 
the white man, uh, pale face devil. Pale face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm sitting there. I'm like, he's like, oh, this is like weird. Like a kid's watching this movie, and it's just like, bro, we got tons some- of white people to talk about later. We don't have to talk about Pocahontas. True story. Yeah, uh, it's great shit. You should watch Pocahontas if you haven't seen it. <clears throat> have you seen Pocahontas? Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Why do you say it like that? Pretend. <laughs> Of course. I mean, you just assume that I've avoided every Disney movie yes. in my life? No, I have not. Okay. All right. So that's it for us for the mini reviews. Let's get <laughs> on to the, the main review here. This is what you've all been waiting for. The only reason why I'm on this. Uh, so we're going to be talking about A Prayer Before Dawn. Let's take a listen to a clip. I need painkillers. Not half. Jimmy, you don't have. You're an infirmary. I've been told you do tramadol for free. Not free for you. What do you mean it's not free? I've just seen you give it to five people in a row. You need to pay. No, no, I've, I've, I've got no money. I've got no money. I've been told it's free. You have cigarette hat song for me. No, I, I don't have no. I have no cigarettes. Okay, I've got no bully. I've got nothing. I just want Tramadol. Come and die. This is not right. Give me the fuck. You know what? Fuck you, man. A Prayer Before Dawn. That was a good clip. A true story of an English boxer incarcerated in one of Thailand's most notorious prisons as he fights in Muay Thai tournaments to earn his freedom. So this is uh, directed or yeah, written by Jonathan Hirschbin. Uh, director is uh, Jean-Stéphane Savoie. Nice accent. Yeah, that was okay. really nice. That was great. <laughs> they will let you in France for that. He sounded like a douche. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. It's not like your NPR you like, fucking you, you host. You sound like you had like a like a like a gummy in your so mouth. So joining me today is my uh, guest, Jean. <laughs> Who are enough. you? That's enough. Okay, so um, this comes um, to us from like an assistant director. Like he, I think this may be his first film. Um, not 100 percent sure, but uh, so it's starring Joe Cole, who plays Billy Moore, which is a real person. Uh, then we have. Thai names are the absolute hardest to pronounce, so I won't even like. There's try not, one for me, please. Okay. <laughs> Panya Yimmy Mumpai. Oh, wow, that sounded really good. Not bad, right? Yeah, you put a really little good. accent on the yeah. Yimmy Mumpai. I like that. Let yeah. Tappy say them. Maybe she can. Uh, Thai names are hard for me. Yeah. Say one of them, Tappy. Uh, You're say Asian. one. Oh, everybody, Tappy's oh, Asian. I'm, yeah, I'm Southeast Asian, so that's the only reason why I'm on the show. It's Thailand and Thailand and oh, it's convenient, you know. I'm can I can bring some, you know, knowledge. Perspective. Yeah. About Thai prisons. <laughs> <laughs> Say one of those names. <clears throat> oh, this is the um the guy from Only God Forgives. Yeah, they're just oh, yeah. Yeah, he's using him. Vithya Pensenogram? That's a, what? You sounded more white than me. <laughs> I don't know how to say Thai names. Thai names are harder than Cambodian names. They're Cambodian weird. names are easy. Can you say like, one Cambodian name for me? Noon. All right, let's go. Yeah, that's my name. All right. <laughs> so uh, this is coming to us, I should mention, from the almighty A24. Apparently, we have a bias no, at this wait. point. A24 just released it, though, right? Yes, yeah, distributed by Yeah, it. okay. So this is an A24 movie, and I think uh, that logo is, makes me excited. I won't lie to you. But uh, what did you guys think of it, though? Loved it. Wow. Um, uh, it's not how we do that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to start off with this. I'm uh, a guest. I don't follow the rules. Yeah, she. Uh, when, when we have guests, especially like Pat, you know, Pat and Tabby just go in. I go in. Uh, but I'm going to start off with this. I decided that I'm going to move to Thailand for a year and get incarcerated and become a really good fighter. I decided that's like my thing You're going to get raped. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Damn. Uh, No, uh, honestly, I... I, So from the opening scene, I I was just like, just instantly hooked. I was just like, kind of like 
just instantly gravitate. I was like, I love what I'm watching so far. Just how, like how detailed the fight scenes were. Uh, I love how gritty. I think this movie's not afraid to be to capture like this grittiness or this dirtiness to like this this culture or this city or just like prison life. Uh, there's moments where I was like cringing. I was just, especially I would say the first like five minutes. There was a scene where I'm like, God damn, like really? Uh, it's the bathroom scene. I don't know if you guys remember. Uh, oh. uh, this yeah, I, I think that's my favorite f- part of the film. This film's not afraid to get dirty or gritty and yeah, show just, that. They and throw it, it in your face. Yeah, they really throw it in your face. It's kind of like it, it's 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 something I love when it comes to like particular f- movies, especially like fighting movies. You know, uh, I think the fight scenes were uh, well choreographed. Uh, I wouldn't say it's like the best I've seen in a boxing film, but I, I really say like overall, I think they're really well choreographed. Uh, lighting. And I don't know what it is. I guess when it comes to Thailand, I don't. It, it just looks really beautiful at night, like how the way they just have like the light kind of like pour over, like certain characters, especially when they're in the ring. It's just. I think overall, I think this movie just looks beautiful. Uh, story. Uh, I guess it's a very. I hate to say it's like a typical prison drama because it really is. It's it's it, it's about this uh, British. Uh, I guess. Uh, a British foreigner who comes to Thailand to become pursue like Muay Thai boxing, and he eventually gets caught up in drugs and kind of crime, and gets sent to prison. And he, well, the real s- I think the real story is that he did. I didn't act- even know this is based on a real story. Oh, yeah, so the real story is this guy. Um, he he's been in the prison in and out of prison. Yeah, Billy Moore's been in and out of prison in um his homeland or England, and um <clears throat> he came over to Thailand as a refresher, mm-hmm. and he that's how he got into boxing. So yeah. to get him out of trouble, yeah, inherently. Yeah. But ironically, yeah. it went back. That's pretty much what the whole Billy Moore that, story is. That's interesting because I didn't yeah. know it was based on a true story until the very end. I'm like, oh shit, like this is really... Yeah, he had like, a record before he went there already. This, that's crazy. Yeah. So I didn't know much about that. I, I thought that he was pursuing that or that's what he was doing to... I thought that was like his goal. Like he was just become this TIE fighter. Like he was training and learning. Uh, and it, in, a, in a way, it is in a sense like kind of like a typical prison drama. You know, we have a central character who through certain aspects of his time there he learns more about himself and eventually you know you know learns something or like changes in a way uh so i hate to make it sound like it's a bad thing i think keeping the story very simplistic and grounded gives it gives way to more like interesting elements like the cinematography and like the fight scenes and there's a lot of these just there's moments where it's just just like brutality that i think captures so well without much of that language barrier because there's scenes where he's not talking at all he's just sitting there just being just being an observer while all this all this chaos is around him and i think i think it's it's interesting because we get to see that from his perspective we're we're seeing this through him mm-hmm. um yeah overall i really i really enjoyed this film especially since the, the first scene uh, I, I dug it, especially when he was just like preparing for the fight and that first opening scene i was like all right i'm like ready <laughs> how do you guys feel oh um, well you want to go? Um, <laughs> you guys like spoke at the same very, time. That's, that was like, hey, man. <laughs> I'll run through this real quick. Oh. As I normally do, right? No. Okay. All right. So, uh, yeah, well, this movie, uh, I agree with everything Steve said. It's the, the best thing about it is its ability to be so gritty and so raw that, like, so at its core, it's a boxing movie. Very similar to a lot of boxing movies we see. You know, we see a lot of boxing movies where you you see their personal problems. They cope by getting in the ring. 
They go through triumphs. But, like, this movie does something that those movies just can't do or won't do. And it just shows this this side of, like, humanity and just, like, looking for humanity and, like, I don't know. It's it's insane to me. It's just so visceral, so real, so raw. That I think I, I know what you're trying to say. Yeah, I, I yeah, get it. Yeah, but I, like, I really, really, really like this movie. Love this movie, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go that far to say. And I, and I think um, just everything down to, like, the cinematography and, like, the, the way... There's not a boring scene in this movie. Every... Unless you've been in Thailand prisons for a long time, and that's boring to you. <laughs> it's this, so interesting, the dynamics yeah, and, like, how their system works. Yeah, it's like, like it's the like, whole... Because of they shot this in a prison that I've never fucking seen before. It's an abandoned prison. Yeah, I've seen prison movies, right? You know, they're all the but same. But it was, like, a provincial like, right, prison, so right. it's not, like, a normal, like, prison. Everybody's, yeah. like, crowded cells and exactly there's like the cell leader and i'm and so, i'm so in the i'm so, so used to just regular prison <laughs> movies and we even have tv shows that are mm-hmm. just prison like and it's such a familiar place now the way that they make prison look on in movies and uh to see what it's like in a prison that is literally just those rules don't exist or don't apply um to see that is they, just they cover themselves basically yeah that's what it, i that's and, the vibe i got yeah and it was just one of the most incredible and best looking things i've seen all year like it, so much interest in every scene to find out like what's what's the struggle going to be now like we're we gonna do we're gonna find some cigarettes today like you know yeah no it's it, like, <laughs> like little it's the just, littlest thing that that he goes through you're yeah. just putting yourself in these shoes like he's the only white guy or non-Thai person yeah. in that fucking prison. Like, you, you don't bump into the other white guy and be like, hey, man, what are you in for? <laughs> <laughs> it's like he got like himself into someone a, else like, oh, shit. He got himself into a situation that Westerners don't get themselves into very often. And, um, yeah, it's incredible that it's a true story. And, and uh, yeah, other than that, like, everything dramatically works so well. But there's also some great boxing scenes in this, too, that look really, really good. Um Obviously, they probably didn't have a huge budget, so they the boxing scenes are very tight the way that they're shot, but it works really Looks well. Really good. You know, though. Billy Moore wasn't even allowed to go into Thailand while shooting this. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. of his record there. Yeah. They're so, like, we don't want your ass back. Yeah. Nah, man. <laughs> they had to go to We're, the Philippines so he can be, um, like, be allowed to be in part of the shooting. Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. That is wild. It's crazy. But yeah, this movie is it was um, in the movie. Yeah, it yeah. was. This movie is a really good movie. I think everyone should track this down. Oh, for sure. Cool. What about you, Sean? Um, I'm about four weeks removed from the movie. Yeah, you're the first. <laughs> one. <Yeah>. I <laughs> about that. But uh, yeah, I do obviously really like the movie. I think, like you're saying, you know, it's a fighting movie, but I think at its core, it's a, a story about addiction and just a. It's a prison movie, and it's about addiction as well. And it's clear that this person's heavily addicted and they are going to through some kind of uh, mental rehabilitation along with being in this like very brutal prison. Um, uh, a prison that we've never seen in a film before, I would say. Mm-hmm. And uh, the character of Billy Moore that played by uh, Joe Cole, that's his name, I think. Um, he does a really good job and it's a very physical performance that he really nails down pretty well. And overall, I do I do like the the movie is pretty somber, and I also think that what works for me a lot is that there is a lot of conversations amongst the Thai prisoners, but the subtitles are 
sparse. That's my favorite. That. That's my favorite part of the entire movie too. Yeah, and I enjoy that, and I do. I do really enjoy the overall tone of this movie. And essentially, it is plotless. It is just about a person accepting their uh, their own rehabilitation, and you see that in a very uh, profound scene in the movie throughout the or the end of the movie, where without giving it too much away, uh, he does have a chance to elude. Um, but something happens, and. He, I'll leave it there. Um, yeah, so I do enjoy the movie. It is a, it is a unique take on addiction and just prison drama overall. It reminds me a bit of without the emotional dramatic arcs. It reminds you of startup about a character going through something that there's a reason why they're in prison, and there's also it reflects their life in prison as well. Pretty similar. And yeah, this is very similar to Startup, but the, startup, the thing yeah, I like about comparison. this movie... Haven't watched it. ...over Startup. Yeah. I still love Startup, actually. I, I probably like them the same. I feel like you say that to me for like once a month. What, about watch Startup? It. Yeah, watch Yeah, you startup, really need yeah. to watch it. Um, But Startup is like... There's the, a lot of similar scenes. I'm like thinking yeah. about the character. But there's also yeah. something that in Startup with, with Jack O'Connell, right? his character has that this character he don't have shit he like his aloneness feels so strong in this yeah and whereas in startup you know he's got he's got ben mendelson's character he's kind of linking with people but like like sean said the the lack of subtitles and like to be in a situation where you don't know what the fuck is going on and you're just literally just it's like survival mode yeah this is like a survival movie too it seems it's a survival movie a boxing movie a prison movie he does what he he needs to do it's, to like, it's get It's fucking by. fantastic. Mm-hmm. But uh Tabby, what do you what did you think? Well, I've been I know about this movie for a while because I had a um a coworker that actually had a brother who actually went to cons to see this. Like the midnight showing in cons. Oh, cool. Con. So, um whatever. Um and, and then um so I've known about this movie for a while and I've been like really kind of like waiting for it to come out. So I've just been completely interested. And then everybody on my Facebook who is Southeast Asian been posting trailers about this for like months and months and months. So this movie has been like ingrained in the back of my mind to make sure to watch it. And then I was hoping not to be disappointed and I wasn't. It was really, it's a really great movie. And I agree with everybody, especially about the complete isolation of him not being able to speak Thai. It was cool. And there was a lot of brutal scenes in here. I really was going to tell my dad to watch this. Because he's a huge kickboxing fan, like completely huge. But I don't know if he can, his heart can handle the first half of this movie, honestly. That's brutal. Yeah, yeah. it's like, it ain't so, no Rocky, that's, that's for sure. I, I, was, <laughs> I was talking to my sister, I was like, you, th- you think that would be down for this? And I kind of gave her a point by point about what happened in the first half. And she's like, she's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll watch it first and then I'll let that know. I'm like, all right, well, you know. They, they should, the, the log line for this movie should be, this ain't the movies, kid. Yeah. <laughs> but I like the fact that this movie didn't rest on kickboxing, though, which no, I was worried didn't. about. Which I was worried about, to be honest. I was like, I thought it was gonna rest on kickboxing, but it didn't. Which yeah, it, it doesn't it matter. Was... Just put a few fight scenes thrown through. That'll be fun. <laughs> no, it doesn't do that at all. Yeah, which I which I, I admire. About I this barely movie. think this is a boxing movie. <clears throat> right. Yeah. I wouldn't. No, I would consider. That's the funny thing. Like. After watching, after the first half of the film, I'm thinking, like, this is not a boxing movie But the trailer at all. made like, it seem like it, it was. It was, like, I mean, it is partly about his transition into sobriety. Right. But it's more about, yeah, it, I think it really is about becoming sober and changing who you are. Or, like, at least trying to change, you know, I, th- I think that's what it is about, is, like, sobriety and his transformation throughout this film and being in prison and seeing like, it seems like he gained a little bit more religious perspective. You could see like he was an angry person. I can, mm-hmm. And that's why I compared to startup because 
uh, Jack O'Connell's character goes to the same thing. It seems like this this toxic idea of what like masculinity is in his culture, like where he comes from, and he's like always fighting, always trying to prove something. And you can see that in the beginning of the film, like you know he doesn't fight like anyone else. You know there's like some like you can tell there's there's discipline in the other fighters where he just kind of fights like a mad dog. You know like he doesn't care, like he's just going after it. And through that, you can see his fighting style change. You see him change as a person. And uh, yeah, honestly, like at first, I wouldn't consider this like a boxing movie. I, it's, it's super heavy in the beginning, especially with, you know, some of the early scenes. I like with, how they set the scene in the beginning before the boxing. So no, it's like, yeah, I love it that paint, scene. It painted like a great picture of like his life. Uh, yeah. Well, his life now in prison. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, so, I mean, yeah, I, I, I definitely, uh, definitely love this movie. I, I was hooked from the beginning and... Uh, I mean, uh, do we have any negatives? I feel like no one said anything bad. It just looks so sweaty. You know what this was shot on? I was like, I was like, it's like a, oh, you you looked, you found guess, out. Guess what it was shot on? Is it film? I mean, I don't think it is. No, it's not. I mean, it doesn't. No. Wait, we we already know what this shot on. Yeah, I think we think Alexa we looked Mini, it up. Yeah, Alexa Mini, yeah. We, yeah. we looked it up. I was sitting there because it had. So we recently, my company I was telling you about, we did a we did a same kind of like boxing Muay Thai like boxing match, and we we're doing something similar. I'm like. He's like, man, this is like very reminiscent, like just saw the way the color, like it, it was really just. You know what it is though? What the Alexa Mini and the Alexas have a great low contrast natural look, whereas mm-hmm. Reds, I think, are a little bit more magenta. I've red, noticed. Not only that, but like the the skin tones are a little bit too creamy sometimes. Yeah, and it was just like I was sitting, I'm like, just like, is this Tech an Alexa Mini? And I looked it up, and I'm like, yeah, looks good. Yeah, just it the just colors so are so good. pure. Especially greens on Alexis, it's great. No, man. you can definitely see it. Uh, no, fuck, man, it was it was a great time. Uh, mm-hmm. If I really, I'm just I'm trying to think of a negative, you know, like just just because I'm like, it's like, there, is there anything I, I felt that was like uh, that, that could have been better in the film? But I really think this works so well on like so many levels. Yeah, you, you'd mm-hmm. be nitpicking because yeah, exactly. overall the I movie is just like so engaging and and. It's just a, it's I wasn't a, bored. It's a recounting definitely. of a true story. So. And and this movie's not short either. You know, looking at a, over two hour. But it didn't time. feel like it was it long d- at all. Yeah, it it did not feel long. I can fight. All right. <laughs> <laughs> God, yeah, it's um, it's it's good, man. It's it's really good. I think uh, everyone should check this out. I highly recommend it's it. It's on uh, Amazon. Yeah, you can def. I mean, if you mm-hmm. have the opportunity, a couple the theaters in New York right now. But I mean, you're better off just yeah. If you have the Amazon, I think honestly, if you if you love like if you're a cinephile, if you love film, I say go to the theater to see it and support it. But you probably won't be able to in most places. But most places, if you don't have it playing in your local theater, I highly recommend checking it. Amazon. I looked it up today. It's six ninety nine to rent, which is steep, but it's like a brand new movie, and yeah. I think it's That's worth support. Well, it's worth so worth it. it. So it's worth it. Worth it. Uh, also, and this is one movie that. Like I would say this year that I'm, you know, I'm going before, to when I'm gonna drop, what, yeah, I'm gonna definitely rewatch this, and and I'm going, how yeah, it sound? I'm definitely gonna give it a high score, but I can honestly recommend this to almost anyone. It's like hard pressed for me to say. Like I would I, recommend it to anyone, and like especially people who don't watch a lot of like yeah. movies, so that they can see um, because such visceral, real things on film. I think this this could keep almost anyone. I want, I want them to squabble in their chair and yeah, be uncomfortable. Like yeah. Squabble. Squabble. Squirm. Squirm. Squabble. 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 Squabble.
Yeah, it's so like there's so much. It's such a, a like a, it feels like an indie film. It's a very straightforward movie too, yeah. so it's kind of hard great. to like. Yeah, that, uh, I couldn't imagine this having like. There's no complex plot where they could like mess it up. Or I'm, anything, I'm so. and I'm also happy that they didn't. The um, romance in this movie was not like overly like romance. Like oh, yes, it was kind of perfectly. Thing. It was subtle. yes, and I like that that I didn't take away from the film because if it did, it a, a little bit more. Would have been. I'm glad it didn't have any like that much subplots. Like I was just yeah. thinking, imagine if this had like, like you know, like like I could imagine like a tournament style plot, like in the mix in the mix of the film. Like I couldn't imagine like everything that that happened seemed natural, and it was a part of his journey. Like it was like it, it seemed real. It wasn't like you know, like you could see the 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 peaks and valleys of the film when it were like the moments were oh well, this well, is going to happen. Let's let's talk philosophically for just a minute. Okay, let's talk. What would you do? In that situation, what would you do? You get just thrown in that prison. I'll start fucking working out like crazy. Okay, but like, I mean, like you don't. I, but there I, was an initiation that happened. Would you cry? I wouldn't cry. The I bathroom think, scene. Yeah, like I would honestly, man. Like I, I think I might have to like find a gang. Man, I don't and, believe and, you. What about you, Sean? What gang? would you do? Um, I'll kill myself. <laughs> just, just fuck it. <laughs> I want to survive. Yeah, I don't think I would survive either. I would. I don't, I don't know. You're know. a big man. They might be okay yeah, with I you. Yeah, I think they'll be fine with you. Just get some tattoos. You'll be fine. <laughs> that's the one. That's the first thing. Actually, first the thing. Tattoos first thing. The tat. I know. They use first bamboo thing, stick and. We all get tattoos. Second thing, we we. we I'll just show, be. I just pretend to be a lady boy. I'll be fine. Yeah. Oh yeah, they love. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they they don't shy away. I, I like that cultural like just like they don't you shy away. You know what the lady boys yeah, actually do in prison boys. though? They actually are prisoners, so they make them. They actually are prisoners. They're yeah. not just come in. Because yeah. the, th- the yeah. Thai government doesn't consider them female. They're female, so they have yeah. to be there. So they are technically yeah. just working there like that. So That's crazy. That'll be my role. Um, we would know because you're not an actual I'll lady pretend. boy. Well, I'll pretend. I'll pretend. I'll give them my voice. your DNA. They don't the know D- that. Not the, the Thai government, but the U.S. government. Yeah, they don't, they don't have access to that. That's true. I don't know what I would do. I'd probably be somewhere Shut between up. killing myself or like just going on a fucking... Maybe I try to escape. Just bring a pack of cigarettes. You'd be fine. I try to escape and get shot, maybe, because I, I couldn't be in there. So this you can't is, hide. So I, hide. I guess I guess I'll uh, like in the movie. I'll, I guess I'll start smoking the heroin and uh, get tattoos. The yaba. The yaba. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yaba. And then I'll uh, it's kind of work like a, out. Yeah. And then uh, join a gang. I guess I don't know. Uh-huh. I These are all just spe- this <laughs> is like <laughs> I, I'm already introverted enough. You think I'm gonna join a fucking gang? What is that? I don't know. Decided once I'll get all the their sick tattoos, though. I want to get, like, face tattoos. They're like, there's one guy who had a tattoo of a mustache. And I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? They can't awesome. grow any. I might, I might just so have sick. either that or I'll out crazy everyone. He out. Do you see the one with the, eye, the eyeliner one? Yeah. The, the crazy wing line? And um, then some of them had, like, black, like, lip, like, they tattooed their lips. Maybe I'll just start throwing God. feces oh, at people. them or something. So proud know. of them. They'll probably just throw you in solitary confinement. <laughs> that solitary did you see the solitary confinement? Yeah. did you see how I he, would he just die. was only able whole... to sit up oh, that's it Dude, I, I get uncomfortable just sitting in a chair like I <laughs> I, can't, I couldn't fucking do it I would literally start crying please get me if up if I can't stretch my legs out I would cry for please after 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 four hours you would just hear vicious screaming coming from let me speak to your manager yeah <laughs> Oh, you guys gotta watch it if you're listening. It's it's so visceral and so wonderful. Be prepared. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. very like so like a similar prison movie that came out, not similar at all, but um like a surprise hit was like Brawl and Cellbox ninety nine. 
And that was crazy, but that was like it seemed like it was in a fantasy world. Yeah, it was ridiculous. It seemed like it operated in a world that you you had to suspend belief for, which is fine because I I loved it. Um, but this is just the it feels so real. It makes you makes you squirm or squabble. 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 But yeah, that's it. You guys want to rate it? I guess we have yes, to. Yes, sir. Steve, uh, I give it a heart. A heart. Okay. How many? How many stars in a heart? Uh, Four point five. Jesus Christ, Sean. Uh, I give it a four. Just a four, huh? Just a four. So you hated it? No, I do think uh, I do really enjoy the movie. I think it's great. I do think that it does miss some important emotional beats. I, okay. I think that's my own okay. criticism. Okay. Um. Uh, yeah, I guess um. I wouldn't say it's a perfect movie either. I don't have like hard-lined um, complaints, but, like, I guess overall impact, it's, like, a really high four-and-a-half, like, almost five-star movie. But yeah, I'm saving, it doesn't hit that five-star I'm, I'm saving five stars this year for, like, stuff that really emotionally <laughs> impacts me. You only get a handful of five stars. I don't you know, can't man. Waste I'm going to think early. about this. This movie might be five stars. You have to rewatch it. On it. rewatch. Yeah, yeah, we'll see, but we're teetering 4.75 right now. Nice. Jesus. What about you, Tess? I echo you guys. 4.5. Heavy, heavy, heavy. heavy I really, really, really liked it. Okay. Great. Yeah. Uh, so that's a definitely a must-watch of the year. I'm getting, This movie reignited me. It inspired me. It, it excited me for the rest of the year. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, something about movies with that much ability to intrigue you, you know? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we got another hit coming at you right now. Another popular movie. You guys want to just jump into it? No clip? No, we're going to play a clip. Okay. All right, so we're going to be talking about our second featured review. Uh, we're not doing a topic this week, just a reminder. Uh, we're going to be doing another review. Um, to get two, we had, there's just too many movies coming out, right? Uh, so we're going to be doing Black Klansmen, the new uh, Spike Lee joint, as he likes to call them, joints. Uh, let's take a listen to a clip. God, I sound white. This is Ron Stallworth calling. Who am I speaking with? This is David Duke. Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan. That David Duke? God. Last time I checked. What can I do you for? Well, since you asked, I hate blacks. I hate Jews, Mexicans, and Irish, Italians, and Chinese. But my mouth to God's ears, I really hate those black rats. And anyone else, really, that doesn't have pure white Aryan blood running through their veins. I'm happy to be talking to a true white American. God bless white America. Black Klansman, directed by Spike Lee, written by uh, Spike Lee, Kevin Wilmot, David Raven. Come on, Spike Lee, I thought you wrote this shit. It was like directed <laughs> by Charlie, Spike Lee, written by Spike Lee, acted by <laughs> Spike Lee, did everything. There's four screenplay writers, and it's based on the book by Ron Stallworth, which um, is the character in the movie, uh, based on a true story. So this is starring... John David Washington, uh, Adam Driver, Laura Harrier, Topher Grace, Alec Baldwin. Funny enough, I don't know if that's a spoiler. Um, I don't think it is. No. Why would Alec no. Baldwin be the spoiler, though? And then some other uh, whiteies. Whiteies? Um, so the, uh, if you don't know, this is pretty pretty uh, big PR and advertisement around this. But uh, the synopsis goes, Ron Stallworth 
an African-American police officer from Colorado successfully managed to infiltrate the local Ku Klux Klan and became the head of the local chapter. Uh, very interesting concept and very interesting story. Uh, what did you guys think about Spike Lee's uh, rendition of this true story? Let the guests go first. Oh, me? Oh, okay. Yeah, let's let her go first Oh, me? Time. Yeah, you. Oh, okay. Damn. <laughs> shit. Okay. Oh, shit. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. You caught me off guard there. I was like staring at the That's wall. That's what we do on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so I, I didn't have any expectations for this movie, to be honest. And I was Wait, why? I don't know. I just, I didn't want to get disappointed. So, um... I actually personally liked this movie a lot more. I laughed a lot, a lot more than I thought I was going to. But I liked it. It was good. It's funny. Yeah. What'd you like about it? Oh, do I have to go in detail right now? Oh, I mean, okay. you mind as well. All right. So, <clears throat> so the the movie really starts off with like a what was what did you call it? With um, is that giving too much away if I talk about the beginning of the movie with Alec Baldwin? Not really. It's like a monologue, right? He he has yeah, this propaganda, monologue. Propaganda, you know. Yeah, like the, it was it was interesting because I didn't think the movie would start off like that, um, but it was it was really interesting and I like the way the movie kind of set the tone for the entire strong movie. Strong start. Yeah, very it was a, strong very strong. So I was not expecting it at all. It took me really off guard. So I was like, oh well, completely had my attention. So um, I I like um, what's the main actor's name? I don't even know the main actor's name. Um, what's his name? John. Did I say John before? Just wait, Ron? The one that Stalworth? plays Ron Starworth. The, yeah. No, John. Yeah, John David actor. Washington. You guys know that's Denzel's son. Denzel's son. Yeah. 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 You he's, can tell. You he's can tell. really they amazing. They look a lot alike. Yeah. Yeah, they sound it's alike It's funny too. because like he's playing this guy who's a cop. And he's old, well, who's being kind of like, there's a character in the movie he, who kind of criticizes him for being a cop. Mm-hmm. But he's playing uh, a cop in uh, Monsters of Men. Mm-hmm. He's also being criticized by the person he's with mm-hmm. for being a cop. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, the movie is really good. I um all the comedy hits for me. Everything about the comedy hits for me. Um I mean, all the social commentary was like obviously it was there, but it, I I think what it wasn't like it was it was kind of in your face obviously. It was like it meant it, it was meant to kind of drown you in it to be honest with you. Uh I was it was it was heavy, but then all the comedy that was sprinkled in there kind of lightened heart lightened up the whole thing so to me it wasn't it didn't feel as heavy as it i think it should have been um yeah. i think at the end that's when obviously the ending of the movie we all seen it is like it, it kind of like drills it into your head what's yeah, going on what's, what what i mean what is it commenting on well, today's yeah society, yeah it, it drills it into your head and it was a lot of um what was it called poke at today <laughs> Obviously, it was a lot of poking at what's going on today, which was which was great. Everybody, the theater was laughing a lot. Our theater was like dying of laughter, yeah. which was it was nice. It was uh, good. So I liked it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed uh, it. Yeah, uh, I'll jump in, I guess. Uh, Topher Grace was... <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't know he was going to be in this <laughs> shit. No, it was no. pretty funny. I had this conversation at work. I'm like, what is Topher Grace having? And this was like, this was like when they was, it wasn't even premiered yet. I looked down, I was like, oh shit, Topher Grace is in this movie playing David Duke. <laughs> playing David Duke. Oh, this like, is like this fuck? is great. Uh, no, I think yeah, he had like one of the, he actually had one line for some reason mm-hmm. that, that I was like dying when he was talking about how he could tell the difference between a, a, a white person the or, or a black person, the Ari. R. Ari. And he's just like he's just like Aria. <laughs> <laughs> that shit got me. But uh uh so I would begin. I definitely agree. I, I love the characters uh, uh, of the story. I love I love Ron Starworth and his like his 
identity crisis and his place in the world mm-hmm. at this moment in time. And it kind of, kind of, you know, looking at today and like who you are as like a person of color and you're trying to figure out who you are and like what, like what is your place because, you know, you want to, you know, you want to be true to who you are and your people are. But then on the flip side, you know, you get criticized for behaving a certain way or doing something a certain way. And I can definitely relate to that, you know, uh, you know, because I'm not because I've been, you know, I've been told I'm Dominican. So I've been told, you know, certain aspects of me and how the way I speak and the way I think the, the way I do things. It's like, oh, you're not this. Yeah, I can. Relate and, to that. And, and it's like it's it's hard because you're like, but I don't know who else to be, you know. So it's like this. I love what the characters grow, go through with identity and trying to find your place in America. And I love the commentary. Uh, there was, I think the funnier parts were with, uh, there was a lot of moments I laughed, but I think my favorite parts were with, you know, the phone conversations and the, uh, they were just, they fucking got me, dude, because it's just like, you see that smirk on his face because, you know, he, we all know he's like pulling the wool over these guys' head. Like, mm-hmm. you know, literally it's just like, he's like, these motherfuckers do not know what's happening. And, uh, there's parts in the movie where it's just, there's certain parts I felt like they were supposed to be funny, but it just made me uncomfortable just because just a whole bunch of, you know, white people just, you know, just saying some fucking foul ass shit. And I'm like, I laughed uh, a lot at it. I did like, it. Oh, the shorter, the shorter chubby one. He, no, he was funny he because was he had, he has like the don't. <laughs> yeah, the, the entire movie, he his face like, was just permanently like that. Yeah. He's just like dumb, like he dumbfounded. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. you know, he was just some drunken stupor the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but overall, uh, and I think what I think what makes this movie work is because I think he's referen- like referring back to like black t- uh, black exploitation films and mm-hmm. like how you know he's pulling a little bit from that genre and that's why I think it just works with the story and what the message is. That's why for me, I didn't feel like it was heavy. Right. I didn't feel like any of it was heavy. I thought it was just. Like, I think it was if, meant to be heavy, but it was like. I mean, it, yeah, yeah, it's it's supposed to drill that point home, and it's supposed to kind of like you're supposed to feel it, but how the way it's delivered and presented Mm -hmm. it it doesn't feel that way because it's referring back to these kind of like you know i mean obviously it's set back i forgot what exact year uh but it's but the fact that he's like filming it in such a way that it's referring to like all these older films it just doesn't make it seem that way it just it i think he just rides that line perfectly and it's like it works for me in a lot of ways uh i love the fact that it just didn't also deal with just like the the problem with uh identity in america for like people of color but also jewish americans that with adam driver's character where you know he had a really like touching moment because it's like you know he he is jewish american but he's like he's like but i never grew up with it like i knew who i was but it wasn't something i grew up with so you know i feel like anyone not even people of color can pull from that and just be like i get it like i completely understand like is like people have an idea of who you're supposed to be and like what you need to be in this country or what you need to do. But he's like, you don't see yourself as that at all. Like he even says like, I don't, he's like, he's like, I don't feel like, you know, there's one line in the film where he's like, he's like, I don't have any skin. He felt like he didn't have any skin in the game because he, though he knew what he was, Mm -hmm. it was never like a thing that he was forced to grow up with because it wasn't a part of his culture or like Mm -hmm. what he did. I don't know. There's just there, there's definitely a lot of things in this f- film I enjoyed. I, I had a really good time. Uh, it's weird because like when it comes to like Spike Lee films, it's like I don't I don't watch them as much as I think I should, or as much as I should in terms of just like just having a good like overall like repertoire in terms of like directors. 
but it, it's this one that I've, I haven't seen one in a while, but this is the first one in a while where I'm like, damn, like I really, really came out of the theater. Like I felt something like, especially at the end, I felt something. And I think, I think he, he really struck gold in like making people. It was people, completely impactful. Yeah, like, yeah, it, was impactful. It, it, it really yeah. impacted you, yeah. but it wasn't in a preachy way. You didn't feel like, all right, he wasn't like beating the fucking drum and like. No, no, yeah. definitely not. Which, and, that, which was, the trailer for the the movie that they keep showing at Alamo Draft House looks like it's going to be that preachy. Like, all right, we get it. You know oh, what I'm talking oh, the about? Shooting right? one, the shooting one, right? Monsters yeah. and Men. One. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That looks preachy, and it's like we know <clears throat> we have no solution to the problem. We know, but uh, but this is like it's just it's like almost a, putting it on display. Not saying we have a problem, but saying. Um, like very delightfully saying like hey crazy this shit goes on then it still goes on today like and um yeah if you have more to say go for it oh no i I mean yeah i think it's i think that was a good transitioning point for you to jump in uh i'm really hot on this film right now all right let me Mm -hmm. let me jump in real quick um so yeah i don't like yeah i'm like you i don't see a ton of spike lee movies which is crazy because we with our, podcast. Name, <laughs> podcast our name is do the right film which i've seen do the right thing and i like it a lot um i'm gonna rewatch it though for the sake of the podcast so we can you know just do for, a special episode for, for special yeah we could do like a your hundredth episode a hundred, your hundred. oh a hundred episode yeah. watch wow well come on that's our episode not spikes uh <laughs> but all right so the last thing i saw him make um was not good at all but that was because it was a remake, and it was a unnecessary Let's remake. Not talk about that. And it's it old was, boy. Yeah, it was like yeah. a really bad taste. Oh, I forgot about that. It's just like you took like one a cinematic masterpiece and remade it. Like what for? Like why? It's like oh, I'm gonna remake Apocalypse Now or something. Like it just doesn't make any sense to me. Um. So this movie, uh, he takes a different approach. He goes more in the the comedy route. I think. And I think this movie really, really works. I think um, it it's not heavy-handed in any way. It, it's very tastefully done when it deals with race. Um, I think anybody can watch this and feel very comfortable. Like, like do you, do you ever wonder if there are white people out there that won't go see this movie because they feel it's just not for them? Like they feel, oh no, like, yeah, no, most definitely. I know they, they but they feel like they they like they won't fit in and, and like they're not welcome. Oh, for sure. And th- this movie, I'm here to tell you, you're you're welcomed unless you're really you're really unless uh, you're a fucking Nazi. Let's put yeah, it on the table, like, right? Unless now. you're even even close to like the alt right, you're not gonna like this movie and its references. If you ever, if you ever, if you ever sat down and listened to like you know Nazi programs, like I mean. I understand a few points. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah. Well, this movie ain't points. for you. Yeah, this movie ain't for you. <laughs> this movie definitely. Ain't but but this movie, I mean, it does some things that like are kind of corny. Like it'll make references that link to to today, right. which come off to be as like genius, but they're not. They're like you know low hanging fruit to me. Um, it comes to Trump, you know. I won't say anything else. But yeah, like, yeah. It's like yeah, we know. Yeah, it, but like obviously the joke still is real and it makes sense. But like it's low hanging fruit to me. Um, comedically, but other than that, I think, um, just real quick, I'll talk about, uh, his performance. I really like his performance, Sean, John David, uh, Washington. I mm-hmm. think he, what do you he, say, Sean, John, oh. John David Washington. He, he, um, he's very charismatic. I think he's fun to be on screen with or like watch on screen and, and be with him in the theater, like watching him. And 
I think he uh, he brings like an interesting take to uh, what what Spike Lee was was trying to do. Yeah, I think he could have put like I don't know. I feel like he could have put another actor in there, and they and they may not have worked. Do you like, think it's his father's like charisma that was able just oozed know. off on him? But he has a totally different kind of charisma than his dad. He yeah. has more of like a class clown, chill. Like go, yeah, like go, he just seems. And in this film, lucky. like he was just having fun. There was like moments yeah. of just like pure just fun. But in his ability to deal with the situations like that with with such like happiness, whereas like a, a subject like this, you would expect there to be a very strong, dominant like male lead who gets very angry and very like aggressive about yeah. tackling the issue he's very he's very well educated he, he, he doesn't get angry you know he yeah he just yeah. he seems very much uh i think that's what it comes to it was like you know we find out about who his character is you know he he you know it's mentioned in the beginning of the film was like i didn't go to war he went to college and he yeah and he seems like he has a little bit of control in, in his demeanor and what he does you know and, and and i think that's brought up in the film a lot where it's just like you know dealing with such hate and someone who just kind of like he doesn't brush it off. He stands when he knows he can. Yeah, you yeah. know, like he knows when he's in the right, he can do it. He, uh, he doesn't. He doesn't do that thing where we get a lot of heroes in movies that like act out of pride and, and almost fuck up the whole plan. He doesn't do shit like that, really. Yeah, he's um, a great lead. If anything, he does some things that are just like maybe not well thought through. But he doesn't do anything. But but also he's like a pride. rookie. He's a rookie detective. Yeah, but you he know, like he doesn't do things out of pride. Yeah, yeah, like dumb false pride, and I think that's important for his character, and it works a lot. Uh, I really like the supporting cast. I really like Adam Driver. I think he does a good job in this. <laughs> and then uh, he just yeah. plays. He plays a. He plays a, a hick very well. Yeah, I mean he he did it in Logan Lucky too. He was but, great in Logan. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah I, I like this movie. Um, there's some like plot things that are just like. Whatever, but like where you wonder like how serious is this film supposed to be taken, and then you take into account how it's how it ends and the message that it's it's sending is is kind of like not in line with how like goofy it is. Kind of, it's kind of goofy at times. Yeah, but and I, I would feel- and I would say the one thing that I hoped for that I didn't really get, which you know might not have even happened in real life, is like more tension in terms of. Um, Maybe like, uh, so in the trailer, it alludes to Adam Driver going undercover as Ron Stallworth, you know? Yeah. And I never really like, only like one part that I actually like fear for him getting caught, but like, I feel like they could have played on that more. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. It's you know, kind of nitpicking. Kinda, yeah, yeah. Just my personal opinion. What about you, Sean? Uh, I agree with everything you guys say. I don't really have much to say. Uh, I guess I'll just jump into some criticisms. Um, I would say that the ending is probably one of the worst endings I've ever seen in my life. The ending is horribly edited. It left such a bad taste in my mouth. There is a client very, I understand it because it's based on his true story. It does have an anticlimactic ending. He probably didn't want to change anything to the nature of the true story. But the in the fashion that it's edited, it is horrible. There is a song that plays throughout that, uh, I guess, climactic scene. And then that song also progresses into the very end of the film as well, which is two different tones of the story towards the third act. And I don't understand that choice, filmmaking choice, and it kind of took me out of it in a way. And I could have honestly done without the snippets of newsreels towards the the final end. 
I think they work. They work, but it does like, not work but, for me. But I, I, I yeah, like if it wasn't there, I, I think I would have still enjoyed the film regardless. I think it's a nice reminder. But also, it's also that Spike Lee is notorious for this. He always pushes these things, and he he has a tendency of beating you overhead with certain things in in uh, most of his movies. Especially, I don't know if you guys see Malcolm X. No, actually, I haven't seen that. Okay, it's been a while. But uh, yeah, that. I think that uh, the ending left a really horrible taste in my mouth. Just the way that it's edited, the way it's told, and a lot of things does not make sense for me that happens in the very end of the film. Um, but yeah, overall, I think the movie's funny. Um, the Denzel's son, well, Ron Stallworth, is a very interesting character. Uh, I could just follow his character around just in the day-to-day story. Couldn't you see this like a show for some reason, like a pulp yeah. show? Yeah. Like I can, I can, I just want to see totally these. I'll watch it. Yeah, I would love to see these characters because they just have like these. When they're together, they have this really fun dynamic. Right. Michael you, Buscemi you, was good. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I I absolutely love the backdrop for the story. I love the way the set pieces mm-hmm. look. I look the I like the designs. There are some elements of the story that. Um, Worked really well for me. I love the costume design. Just the design. the way he, the the scene where they're dancing. I thought they spend a good amount of time with that. And I think it looks good. Um, oh, that was a great scene. Yeah, it was. That a really was great. Good scene. I, I love the music. I love like that whole energy. Yeah, it was getting. awesome. Yeah, the humor is really good in this movie too, and it, the humor doesn't really feel forced. It feels natural to mm-hmm. like these characters as actors. Um, yeah, I enjoyed the movie, but uh, like I said, I do have a lot of problems with the very end of the movie. A lot of weird things that happen. We can talk about. Well, I think I think I get what you're saying about the, uh, the the tonal shift there, but the ending itself I felt impacted by, only because it it does, you know, for I think it ties into the beginning of the monologue. I think it's great for someone who like is is not really interested in, in politics or like is just kind of like seeing it, like those. those well, white, yeah, you're the, talking about that. I'm talking about like the the climax right. of the story. Yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah, I agree with you there. But like you also said, like you didn't like the. The, the news. Yeah, thing. that. I could have done. Well, what I said is I could have done without that. Yeah, I kind of like it, though. I feel like it, it, it leaves an impression on you that you wouldn't get otherwise that, like, puts the issue in perspective. And I think, um, obviously, certain people, we already know that. But, like, I think for those white people that aren't much involved in, in this, uh, you know, ideology. They don't have like, skin in the game. Not that they don't have skin in the game, but they're just, like, they lack perspective not in a bad way they just don't they're just kind of living their life right they're yeah. not they're not like they don't form harsh opinions because they just don't know they don't give a shit uh which is fine you don't have to give a shit you know fuck this world you know <laughs> <laughs> like fuck it like okay. there's just so much shit to be mad about it's just exhausting don't um, you also feel that there's a portion of the ending that's kind of like cut out or missing it feels like it jumps from one point to the other and you're it's kind you of mean confusing. That from the bar to the back to the office no that before that from before the, that the climax the climax where everything like, unfolds yeah and then to the bar okay and then to the office there's some there's some weird snippets that uh, are right. kind of cut out there okay, okay. that's that's yeah. what i wanted to get at because i was curious of what you're talking about and as you're saying it i i would say if i had to pick something that i didn't like i would say that's like one element that was weird because mm-hmm. like it just felt like it was trying and to wrap. I feel like they song should, they play. Yeah, yeah they're trying make to make any sense. Yeah, I could have done without the bar there. scene. The yeah, bar the, scene at the end, I could have done without. I think they were just trying to wrap everything up, everything up in a nice bow. Which yeah, they I really wanted all the loose ends to be tied. Right. Yeah, yeah, which I didn't care for. I'm like, I could have just, you could have just. Ended I totally it because, agree with and you. Even, because, yeah, even yeah. so, why have that in the end? You could have done this anytime in the movie. Yeah. And there's actually a scene that I totally don't agree with. There's a scene where they're talking about this character. 
and the things he do and like the way he harasses people and how of a racist he is. And mm-hmm. Adam Driver's character goes, oh, we don't do anything about it because it's like a family. We're all part of the force. And nobody says anything after that. Even Ron Stallworth, he doesn't say, he doesn't back that up with anything. Yeah, he doesn't He doesn't agree. It, yeah. And then the end, and we have that, and everybody's on his side. Uh, there's some kind of disconnect there I that think, I don't understand. I, I think, agree I think, with you. I just I I don't see take it too seriously. Yeah, I see what you're saying, and I think it was because of uh, after everything that unfolds, he has a little bit more clout yeah. but that's in, what the, I'm in the saying. department. There, everything that unfolds doesn't make sense to lead to that point because of how the end and transpire there's a lot of misinformation that they don't show after that whole thing happens yeah let's i'll just say explosion something happens there and then nothing happens after that there's no fallout and the character of david duke i feel like he should have been well more informed after the whole event that he should have been he should things have should have happened in real life scenario where uh, a case should have been more exposed Things should have been more exposed for their knowledge after this event. Yeah, so, but yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying there. But I think like the overall tone of the movie is just it just seems silly, and I feel like they just like I think it's supposed to be like yeah, they tied off loose ends. They're like, hey, we're gonna pay off everything for mainstream audiences, and I think mainstream audiences will get a kick out of that scene. Yeah, maybe. Whereas we we probably I like just, I agree with you. I could have done without that bar scene. Yeah. Also, like I was saying, they play the same song from the very tense moment to the very end yeah it yeah. takes you out of it you don't buy that scene because right. like this sounds being clouded with this fucking song that plays throughout the whole end of the movie i do like that song but not in that scene i like it during the tense scenes yeah um, i mean yeah i think honestly we can definitely like we could sit here and like talk about reworking the ending and i would agree like yeah there's probably elements we could have taken out or added or just like rearranged in the end to make it a little bit more coherent for the story-wise, because there's, like, a lot of shit that is being wrapped up. There's, like, a lot of things where, like, it's, like, we probably didn't need it. I think, honestly, if we would have been left with the final fi- the, the final scene at his apartment, I think we could have got, I could it could have ended there for me, and I would have been happy, and we didn't need those little wrap-ups in between. Yeah, but and he knew this was going to be a popular movie, so, I mean, I, th- I guess I get it. Um, and, and it's probably, again, I think it's trying to pay homage to, like, pulp action films. Like, you know... All these, like, if you look at, like, a lot of older, like, films, they have these, they, they wrap up. They have these wrap-ups where it's just like, all right, we're wrapping yeah, yeah, up this yeah. arc, we're, you know. And it's, like, a 10-second scene. Like, oh, and everyone's like, oh, it's satisfying. I think this, uh, yeah. Oh, there's definitely some storytelling uh, issues that I'm, I'm not a huge fan of, which keeps it from being a, a perfect movie. But this movie um, is timely in a good way. and it And there's something magical about it to know that, like, now that these people who are in hiding... Um, Literally, mainstream movies are being made about them, mocking them, and and it's it's kind of wonderful. But the crazy fucking thing about this movie, and like why I like those last few moments, not in the story, but those like how he chooses to end the movie, yeah, um, is because David Duke. People were voting for this dude like yeah. mm-hmm. last year, yeah, yeah, last fucking year that people still vote. This country is is has not come far. I mean, yeah. yeah, in New York City we have like. I love to watch his videos, though. It's just the most absurd shit. Yes, dude, it's, it's like insane. Weird. And and but doesn't that like like make you like have like this weird feeling to know that people in this country vote for him? Like, oh yeah, it's just it's so weird. Democracy. And, and that's why I think this movie is important. And I think you should show it to as many um, white people <laughs> as you can. <laughs> white people. Yeah. White I'm people. not. I'm not a big like. Yeah, I'm not a huge like thing. Oh, the news. I do like the part where like Trump is like. 
yeah, these people, like, they're showing, like, the footage of, like, the fucking people with the lanterns and shit. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, there's a lot of people there that was involved, but, you know, some of them are fine people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, there's not one fine person there. He's in the, they were in the march. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, And I, I, I think all that stuff works. Unfortunately, we don't have a, a black person's perspective on this movie. Yeah, you guys watch this without yeah, Harvey. Harvey literally went out of town <laughs> for the movie. The, yeah. That he he could maybe provide some insight. I don't know perspective. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, Patrick. But yeah, bring bring your white friends out out to that film. Uh, if you are white and you you kind of have this mentality like, oh, here we go again, more of the white hating shit. Because that's like a thing. That's right? like a weird thing. Like this is the weirdest thing yeah, for they, me. Like it's but, just so. You gotta understand though. Like these people feel attacked, and it's I, so. We- it's like the weirdest shit to me. Like I don't just like. I. It's like it but blows it, my fucking mind. Yeah, but it's so. But common. you're not white. Why though, does either, it blow though. your mind though? Huh? It, but you're not white either. So yeah, it's just weird. Yeah. Like that's what I'm saying. It's so weird for me because I'm like, it's like, it's like how, Steve. How, so look wow. at it this way though. You, it it shouldn't blow your mind because no matter how wrong someone might be or like how like ignorant they are, nobody likes to self-deprecate themselves or their group. So, like, this is why these people feel alienated. So when you do alienate them and, like, you you only put gasoline on the fire, you don't help whatsoever. And um, and this movie, importantly, makes, like, uh, you know, suggestions and, and, like, shows you this story in an unbiased manner to that you can watch it without feeling like someone is, is throwing, like, flames on the fire. Yeah. Like, even the most delicate of, of white people, well, that's not true, but mildly delicate white people could watch this and not, not feel like, you know, like they're being attacked or something because it's so tastefully done, I think, in terms of the subject matter. But, yeah, I'm telling you, man, nobody uh, likes to be fucking, like, I don't know, man, because there's a lot of, like, I think there's a lot of, like, film and a lot of, like, even stand-up where, like, especially, like, like, Hispanic culture, like, we self-deprecate. We make fun of our own people and, like, because it's something yeah, that but, we know. Yeah, you make fun of each other, of course. But and then, what, like, but, same thing in, like, black culture and just, like, in general. That's what I'm saying. But like, do, you want, do you want other people to make fun of your group? That's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't know. It's just, like. Even if they're right, do you want them to do it? Like. I don't, I mean. Exactly, man. I'm there's a loyalty you. that lies, runs deep. Even it's if you like, don't feel it now. Yeah, I don't know. I, Tappy, I just, I you, just you, you know Asian people eat crazy food, but do you like hearing white people say that shit? Oh, I'd be yeah. like, you don't know because we yeah. grew up with it. But you do eat crazy yeah. ass food. I do eat crazy ass food. But like, I don't know, but, but to it's hear like, another it's group like, slander you. But it's like, yeah. all right, it's like slandering someone for just being but a it's, shitty it's, human being. But it's in the manner but of how they say it. Yeah, but it's just like, it's not like I just say all white people are this or all white people are that. Like, no, like it's like, the message that's being sent is to a group of individuals that are white who but, hate other individuals. But, but you're not reading just, the comments, so it's not. It's not those the the uh, the outlash against these people are not very finite and targeted. They're very broad. Like like when oh. Trump got elected, like Samantha B is like white people are at fault for electing uh donald trump and then all white people even the ones that are fucking libertarian and voted for uh, gary johnson are like oh gary come on leave me the fuck alone and like what i'm saying is just um a lot of people voted for trump out of ignorance and i'll admit it they that they're ignorant right yeah Mm -hmm. um and they're not all like fucking super racist they just like they want to see they're also misinformed yeah they're misinformed i had a a co-worker before when trump first put his name in 
uh, he goes, yeah, I think he's going to be a good president because he's, he's what we need. There are people who vote for him who truly aren't racist, and they, they want low taxes. And this was a black guy. Conservatism. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know an Asian that voted, yeah. two Asians that voted, but they were just um, party biased. Yeah. I that regret voting for him. Huh? No. I was <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> like, what? <laughs> That'd be great. No. Um, um, but, I, I, see, I see what you're saying, Tom. I well, see what I'm you're saying. saying. Like, I'm not saying you're wrong by yeah, saying yeah, that of someone's course. ignorant, but yeah, to, yeah. to to viciously say, think the solution is overpower them with, with numbers is it's not really. You have to take a little bit more of an inclusive approach. It's a nuanced approach, approach that, yeah. that I, under, I completely understand what you're saying. It's not... It's just hard. It's hard for me to see that perspective sometimes because I'm like... It's like, for me, I'm like, it's like damn, dude, like, I can't... I, I, I watch, I'm white and I see the perspective. I have no problem. I talk shit about white people and and, and that <laughs> like stuff all the time. It doesn't bother me. But like, yeah, I I, I, I see I and talk to a lot of those people and I understand it. I, I get I get what you're saying. And then, but like, there are always going to be these like very progressive people who just want to fucking force America forward. Who are who are trying to leave those people in the dust, and you're not gonna because they fucking live in these states, and we have a voting system. So like a flawed voting system. They need to be. Very. They need to be a little bit more like kind about things. It sounds fucking stupid. This movie does a good job at that. I think it it splits our beliefs into threads and and sews them back together. Where's Mister Rogers when you need him? But yeah, Black Klansman is a very very safe movie if you're you're insecure about your your whiteness. Don't worry. <laughs> You won't feel guilty. Yeah, it's, it's a no. It's there no, was a lot of white no people in our theater people. too. Yeah, there's a lot. Of white there was people. a lot of white people yeah. in our theater. There's a lot. Of, uh, I mean, it's Brooklyn. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, it's Brooklyn. Like, I wonder if there was like I was like worried, right? Because like um, this this black lady sat down. She next was to so me, nice to you, but she she sat down next to me. And I was totally off guard, zoning out on my phone. She's like, "Hey, how are you?" And I'm like, "Oh, oh, yeah, how how are you?" And I I felt like I was being rude, like I didn't want to talk to her. And like she was just trying to break the race barriers, you know. We're all in the celebrating. <laughs> the this. fuck? She was we're, just like, we're all celebrating this this fucking movie. Um, we're all in this very diverse place where we all have similar beliefs. And then I came off as this closed-in white guy. So they're on your fucking phone. She's like, so if you're listening, fucking millennial. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. She <laughs> sure gave you a business card. No, no, no. But yeah, yeah, it's um, you know. It was weird. I left the theater. I held the door for a black guy. I was like, "Which white guilt? Was that, was that white, white guilt? guilt? <laughs> I, no, I would have done it anyway for any movie. But like, it's like, like sh- it just sounds- he was like head. He gets up and just his head hanging low while he's holding kept, the door. I kept. There's just something about like I usually dart up when I go see a movie when it when it ends. Yeah, and like just to get out, just go. To the we bathroom. lingered. We um, lingered. No, we didn't linger this one. I darted up. But like, I always like. I did like, because I had to. I feel like people to go were to judging me. Like, oh, he must be uncomfortable. I had to pee. So but yeah, that's I left. that's about it. Sorry for going on a tangent there. I think politics were okay to be discussed a little bit in this film. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, yeah, it touches on. It, so I have no problem. Uh, it's I think it just adds a little bit more, uh, adds to the discussion more than anything. Yeah, like how we how this, this movie could have been like that rhetoric where you just scream how white people are are the devil. Well, I don't think obviously I don't it could think, be like Pocahontas, Spike, yeah, like and referencing Pocahontas. it every other. It was great. Uh, <laughs> Spike Lee isn't that kind of director, though. I mean, he's he he's a professional. He knows what he's doing. But yeah, you got. What do you guys nice. think? You got any other words on it? No, uh, I I can. I feel like I recommend this to a lot of people and uh, safely. 
uh, I, I definitely enjoyed my time with the film, and I did like the the stories, the the personal stories and the journeys that, that some of these characters are going through uh, cool. throughout cool. this throughout this film. Uh, I guess we're rating it. Yeah, let's rate it. We're, we're uh, coming it gets, up on our time crunch here, so yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna slap. I'm gonna slap a four out of five on this bad boy. Whoo, steaming four out of Hot. five with a with a heart. With a heart. With a heart. With a heart. All right, Sean, what, what do you think? Uh, I didn't even think about it, but I guess um, <laughs> I, I, I would to. give it a three and a half for me. Sean uh, obviously hated it. I'm obviously. Kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, I'm going light four, too, is in terms of like movie making. I think there's there's definitely some problems there, but overall, I really enjoyed my experience. So four, you know, light four, four. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Tappy, five out of five? Just do it. Yeah. No. I'm like I'm like a three point seven five. God damn, she hated it. I didn't hate it. I mean I laughed a Just lot. Just round up. Give him a four. Three point seven five. Three points. What are you gonna put on Letterboxd? I'm not going to be on this movie. I mean you're podcast gonna, anymore. You're gonna rate it on Letterboxd, so what are you gonna put? I don't know. Three point seven. I'll let you know. It'll be a surprise. All right. Tabby's gonna rate it three and a half or four. Sounds good, guys. That's uh that's it for us. We got no topic because obviously we've been talking about two movies for a while now. Um, do you guys want to play a game? Well, oh, we're going to pick, pick a, movie. a movie next week. I got right? the list. Yeah, well, go for it. All right, so the big release next week is Alpha, which looks horrible. Nope. Um, Wait, what is Alpha? The Alpha is... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw the trailer. The prehistoric, really? like movie, one of the worst the prehistoric movie about a guy who um, oh, I thought gets Alpha, lost. I thought Alpha was the, the robot dog. No, no, no. No, that's a different I actually had uh, screen-ins a month ago to see this movie Um, for like a pre-screen. I didn't go just because... It was free. I still didn't want to go. Huh. Doesn't look good to me. It looks like it was. Ju- you could see the sound stage on this fucking the trailer. Um, so that's the big release. We also got Crazy Rich Asians, which looks horrible. I said that he didn't believe me for some reason. It looks dated. You as know, fuck. I have I have some s- people calling me bullshit that I won't go see really? the movie because I sh- should support Asians even if it's not your kind of movie. And I was like, this that's is, bullshit. This is Fifty Shades of Grey without the crazy right. sex yeah. and Asians. Yeah. But no, that movie to me looks dated. It looks dated in terms of story. Um, I don't know. This doesn't look good. Listen, man, I'm willing to give it a shot. Listen, listen, listen. I'm the rom com king. All right. I'll watch it, but I don't know if I. I'm definitely, I'm definitely gonna gonna watch it when it comes out on Netflix. It's not gonna be good. (laughs) We also have Model Twenty Two. That doesn't look that good either. Thank you. Well, I guess we're not watching anything next week, guys. So we'll hit you up in two weeks. Uh. Um. Yeah, Mall 22 doesn't look good. I'm a big fan of Peter Berg. I think he's a great director. I'm not a big fan of Mark Wahlberg as of late. Okay. So, uh, I don't know. Have you seen um, Horizon? Horizon? Is that what the movie's called? Uh, Horizon Dawn? or No, I think you're thinking of the video game. <laughs> what am I thinking of? You think, do you mean the last Lone Survivor? No. Uh, he did, Peter Berg did Lone Survivor. Then he did um, Horizon something. I can't remember the name of the movie. Well, this is a problem. We have like we have We the Animals, which oh, looks amazing. Yes, please. Let's go see that. Do we do a small movie like that, or do we do, we do a? We're doing We the Animals because I really want to check that out. I saw the trailer. I was just like, this looks amazing. Well, Sean, what do you think? Can we just change the name of this podcast to A Twenty Four Podcasts? Because apparently that's Deep all Water we Horizon. Fucking review anymore. Deep Water Horizon. Deep Water Horizon. Based on real events. It was amazing. Sean, what do you think, man? Um, uh, another A twenty four. Wait, is We the Animals A twenty four? I'm pretty sure it's. I'm pretty sure it's A twenty four. Is it? I don't know. I'm assuming it looks like that A twenty four esque. 
That goodness. Um, you know what? We the animals. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. I'm also thinking about Harvey, my pick, because uh, he's he. I, I assume he would not want to see Alpha. Well, you know, he's outvoted anyway, I guess. I'll pick We the Animals, too. Yeah, why not? Fuck it, We the Animals. But I'm going to try and catch some stuff in theaters. We could um, also watch The Meg. Yeah, I thought about that. Uh, I do might wanna, see The Want to do, do a double billing again? No, nah, I don't think so. No, you don't want to do it? No, nah, I want to do a topic next week. Damn. But, you know, we'll go see The Meg, you know. If, if, if two of us catch it, we'll talk about it. Okay. I definitely don't want to watch a shark movie, so that's all up to you guys. All right. So, uh, want to watch animals? a shark movie? I don't. You don't like shark movies? I'm just, I'm actually, I really don't want to think. As I think, other than Deep Blue Sea, which is like my favorite movie of all time. Jesus. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we're gonna. Uh, you guys want to do We the Animals, and then maybe one or two of us will jump out and catch a blockbuster. Yeah, we can do that. All right. I got two movie passes now. By the way. Yeah, I heard about your scheme, and it's not gonna work. It's gonna work. Why? I'm also gonna go see Slender Man, so I'll review that. Yeah. All right, I yeah, kind of want to see yeah, that. Yeah, just stay tuned. There's a lot of shit in theaters, so like all the episodes. Like we're going to do a group review, but I think the mini reviews are going to be equally valuable because they're going to be relevant in, in theaters. So stick around for that. We're going to play a game real quick. I do need to do uh, some logistics here to figure out how we're going to play this game. Tappy's going to play and give a recommendation if she wins. Do no, she gives a recommendation. Oh, she play. does? Oh, no. That's what we did last time. Oh, are we still doing that? Is that uh, what Patrick did last time? Like yeah, that. but I heard that Sean didn't watch it. Yeah, Sean didn't. No, that shit don't count. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because the whole I point the movie is the you person to recommend. But I listened. Listen I it. listen. I watched the movie you recommended. Uh, I know. Happy, happy together. It was great. You she liked does, it, right? She yeah, does listen. Sean, it was so brutal. Was what do you guys want to do? Sure, sure. Really? Yeah, sure. Why not? All right, we're gonna do it. We're gonna let it because Harvey's not here. We're just gonna do it anyway, and then whoever loses this one will be the winner next year. Or. This assigner next year next year week next sorry year. it's been a long episode guys i'm sorry where's the uh the 12 sided die that we used for this honestly i was just gonna say it's lost and i'm like mm-hmm. it's not lost all right we're gonna play get wrecked get wrecked oh my god oh uh, we're gonna be talking uh or sorry we're gonna be talking we're gonna be playing this game here we play every week we're gonna roll a 12 sided die and uh whoever rolls the highest actually you know what this time is different Tappy's the guest. She's going to be filling in. She's going to yes. assign the lowest roller a movie to watch and review next week. So here's my roll. A five. That's uh, that's really low for you. Yeah. Not looking good, that's bro. dangerous. That's not looking good for me. I can keep track of it. Oh, no. A five. Roll off. This could be a roll off if Sean uh, rolls higher than that. An eight. All right, see, we're doing a roll-off. Me and Steve are uh, tied for losers, so here we go. A two. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Don't make her assign me a movie. A oh, t- shit. God damn it. How have you always asked me to watch movies? I'm like, yeah, sure thing, babe. Give me the entire Well, now you have the tour. Give him motherfucker. This is what you have to do. Give him the entire first season of Vampire Diaries. That's the original. Or Merlin. Have you seen Girl Who Walks Home Alone? Yeah, yeah. I made him watch it one day. Enjoyed that it. Was, that was that was one of the movies I forced him to watch. watch All right, Taps, what do you got for me? <sighs> there's there's so many on my list. Oh no! Give him like a horror movie. I know he doesn't <gasps> like horror. You remind me. 
Babadook. He's oh. never watched it. <laughs> I'm so yeah. It was becoming a like a thing for me to avoid that movie. You've never watched it. Not gonna I don't know. You you your ass has to watch it. You won't like it. He won't like it. I know. Why? I like The Witch. Because people... No, it's very different from The Witch. It's completely different. No, there's, there's people who really just... My girlfriend didn't like it. I liked it. Yeah, I right. loved it. You were yeah. about to see that, I guess, huh? I don't know if you like it, though. Well, you got to understand, though, Sean. I... I like unconventional horror. No, it's not that. Uh, I think a lot of people get annoyed by the child in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like he's fucking obnoxious. Very. Oh, to the point, good. like, damn, I can't watch this shit. But uh, and you hate children. It'll work. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. All right, I'm gonna watch the Babadook. I'm I'm excited. All right, finally. Uh, I can't believe it's come to this. I've been fucking backed <sighs> I, into a corner. We live together, so I can keep track. Okay. Did you watch this shit? It better it better pop up on my Netflix. You can't just read the fucking <laughs> Wikipedia boss <laughs> house. <laughs> come back to us yeah it was great man <laughs> all right so uh, that's it for us thanks for tuning in uh follow us on facebook instagram twitter we got a website do the right you guys have a website website you didn't know that no i didn't wow i was kidding do the right film.com you can interact with us there let us know what you think you can send us emails but most importantly if you enjoyed the episode please leave us a review on itunes uh, give us a review. The more reviews we have, the more in rotation we get and discoverable, and it helps us uh, for promoting the podcast. Uh, and we like doing this, so uh, help us out. You know what I'm saying? I don't mean to sound desperate, but thanks for listening. <laughs> Leave the likes. Yeah. Uh, other than that, anybody uh, got any final words? I don't know when we'll be back. No. So thank you for letting me yeah, be on yeah. the show Let's, again. Yeah, yeah. Let's thank Tabby for, yeah, it was for cool. coming on. Cool. Yeah. I appreciate Got a female it. voice on here, you know, she breaking actually, that glass finally, ceiling. Man, I've been breaking that glass for weeks now. I'm like, yo, when's Tappy going to come back? And he's just like, I don't know if I have to do that. Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. But she Dave. did. She but thank did you for watch, saying that. She watched both movies. So Well, well I've been wanting to watch both movies. So. That's, I guess, yeah. I was trying to give you some, some, uh, some mm-hmm. extra leverage there. But mm-hmm. yeah, thanks, Tappy, for coming on. Shout out to Harvey. Yeah, Harvey. Harvey, I hope Man, you're enjoying. Fuck Harvey, <laughs> don't shout him out, shit. All right, Harvey, I hope you're enjoying Mount Washington right now. I know you didn't climb it because there's a road that goes up there. You didn't get one there. invite. Yeah, true story. Invite us? I just no, that. fuck him. <laughs> All right, Sean's really angry. We're gonna we're gonna stop now and calm him down. Uh, Steve, what do we need? Catchphrase.